Okay, that was weird. It looks like we're back. I think that was on my end. The OBS had zero, but I was still connected to the internet. Uh, all right, I rewound a bit. This was Anna Kasparian arguing for the deportation of migrants. Footage of them kicking cops in the head as the cops are trying to detain another guy. Why? What are we doing? We are implementing the policies that you advocated for most of your career on YouTube. So they get arrested and then they're let out. Yes. No bail. Right, that's, you helped with that. Because it's New York City, of course. Well, don't say of course, this is what you advocated for. Okay, this is, listen, I know we- This is your side, this is your side. We have a giant left-wing audience and I love you guys. Please don't give in to some knee-jerk reaction to provide cover for these people. But they want to provide cover for these people. These are not people you need to provide cover they for. They love these kinds of people. These are people who are in the country claiming asylum. They don't have a right to be here. Well, they would argue, uh, oh, they have a right to be here. It's a human, it's a universal human right to claim asylum again, again. Like I said, I'm not saying I'm right. I'm saying my response to that is go fuck yourself. Okay, go fuck yourself and uh, you're not getting in. That's it. That's that's what I would say. It is a privilege to be able to take advantage of our asylum program and be able to claim asylum, claim that you're here because of whatever reason. I don't know exactly which reason they gave for their asylum claim. And you get to have your case adjudicated in front of a judge. But if you're causing all sorts of chaos, and if you're assaulting police officers, like the idea that we're not even having a conversation about immediately deporting them is ridiculous. But then not only that, they get arrested and immediately released without bail because of bail reform in New York. <laughs> that's insane. That is what you advocated for and that's what you got. Right, am I crazy? I don't know, I, I feel like I've lost my mind at this point. I feel like I'm gonna get like an onslaught of ridiculous harassment because I think People's there's going to be, well, it's, it's not harassment. It's people uh, criticizing you. And there's going to be a lot of leftists criticizing you and calling you a racist. Seeking asylum. They're going to call you xenophobic. Taking up finite resources that could be given to another asylum seeker. How dare you say resources are finite? Oh, Anna Kasparian, white nationalist. Who isn't causing problems. Next so thing, she's going to be at Charlottesville with a torch. Ridiculous. The Manhattan District Attorney's Office says that an investigation into the incident is ongoing. We now have additional video surveillance that was not available at the time of arraignment and are continuing to speak to witnesses in order to determine the specific role of each defendant. And by the way, I want to be clear about something. If you are part of the left. By the way, and you she's always doing these segments by herself. Always by herself. Don't speak out against incidents like that. What it does is it allows for the right to paint a picture of what all asylum seekers are like. Uh, uh, well, first of all, no one's arguing that all asylum seekers are like this. Uh, the argument is that we are full and the border has to be shut down and you have to deport all the illegals. After that, then, you know, we can figure some things out. I, you know, I, I'm an open-minded person. 
You know, if you can sell me on something, then then we'll do it. But uh, you know, this is not feasible. This is crazy. This is total foobar. You got to shut it down. Like what all migrants are like, and as we know, based on studies that have been conducted previously, there's no indication that immigrant communities have a higher rate of crime. Again, you're being uh, de deceptive. Uh, you're talking about the Cato Inst Institute study, which very dishonestly combined the crime rate of illegal immigrants and legal immigrants. So legal immigrants have a low violent crime rate. Illegal immigrants do not. So what they did is they combined the two to reduce the violent crime rate of the illegals. It's total bullshit, get out of my face. Okay, anyone who claims that they do, it's just unfounded. There's Again, no- Again, you are totally full of shit. You're totally full of shit. Evidence of that. But if the left starts providing cover for migrants who do commit They've crime- They've been doing it for years. I'm, and feel emboldened enough to literally assault police officers as they're trying to detain someone else, that sends a really bad message Wait about what the left- start rolling into people's houses. I mean, they do that already. I'm talking about at a level where people are gonna go, holy shit wants to represent. And it also allows for, in my opinion, the defamation of migrants who are here who have legitimate asylum claims and should not be treated any differently from ordinary people, especially considering how vulnerable they are and how they're here either for safety or for opportunity. So this should not paint a picture of asylum seekers. But for those who cause these kinds of problems, there should be consequences and they should be deported immediately. Oh, how dare you, immediate deportation. Next thing you're gonna know, she's gonna start saying nigger. So, oh, Anna Kasparian is becoming a white supremacist right before our eyes. At least 41 people have been arrested at the Roosevelt Hotel since May. The Roosevelt Hotel in New York City has been um, used for migrant shelters and Apparently, they've had 41 people who've been arrested. Uh, most of those cases involve domestic violence. An asylum seeker was accused of bashing an employee in the head with a no parking sign in <laughs> June after the worker uh, basically kicked Can him. you get more insane than this? How do you get more insane? This is Grand Theft Auto. We're living in Grand Theft Auto. Out of the building for being unruly. The worker ended up with a six inch gash on his head and Mayor Eric Adams uh, made an unannounced visit to the hotel within days to basically survey Frankly, the Grand Theft Auto, depending on what Democrat city you go to, is more civil than Democrat cities. Situation. A 30-year-old migrant at the Manhattan uh, Hotel turned shelter was also arrested for alleged child endangerment. Um, his alleged victim was an 11 year old daughter and that's according to uh, police reports on the matter. And the Manhattan District Attorney's Office later declined to prosecute because prosecuting people is tough. You need to actually prove your case. And if it's not an open and shut case, uh, they just drop it. So a uh, spokesperson for the Manhattan DA's office says, after thorough investigation and review of the facts, the people decline to prosecute this matter. If a crime cannot be proven beyond a reasonable doubt, it is our ethical duty not to charge it. It seems like they believe it's their ethical duty not to charge anyone with anything. So Correct, we'll, commies have taken over with your help. We'll see how it plays out for the people who were caught in that surveillance footage beating the crap out of those cops. They'll probably get dropped. But anyone who thinks like, oh, who cares? We don't like cops, so let them do whatever they want. You're ridiculous, okay, you're ridiculous. Uh, not all of us have the resources uh, as Cori Bush did to hire private security and, and feel safe.
ordinary citizens have their tax money sent to local police departments for protection to keep the communities safe. So if you have a situation in which police are getting the message that they can be assaulted like that, and then right after their book, they're just released without bail. I don't know, I feel like it's gonna, it's gonna harm recruitment efforts in a situation where we already have a shortage of police officers. So when you call the cops because you need them and they're unable to come because there is that shortage, don't complain about it if you provided cover for the kind of behavior we saw in that surveillance footage. But aside from that, if these guys are comfortable enough to openly, publicly, in broad daylight, beat the crap out of police officers, what do you think they're willing to do to ordinary people? Exactly. We already know one of them had no problem beating up mm-hmm. <laughs> or assaulting retail workers. So what kind of other damage are they gonna do to other members of that community? No, we gotta speak out against this stuff and we have to speak out against it loudly. We have to be clear that they're not representative of immigrants. That's good, you should just take responsibility for the shit you used to say. And you haven't done that at all, at all. And migrants, but we also have to be clear that we on the left denounce and condemn this kind of behavior. But you don't, it's part of your ideology, okay? You gotta figure, like, it's not our problem that you don't know what your side believes. That's on you, okay? This is what your side is. This is what your side is. That's it. That's it. And what consequences? It would be like it. if uh, you were a prostitute and you were in a whorehouse and you were like, you know, I'm beginning to think there's a lot of whores in here. That's is, uh, What's going on here? You know, they should... You know, isn't this kind of crazy? There's all these whores in here and they're like having sex for money and I don't think I like this. What's going on with our side? And why are there so many whores in here? These cause you're in a whorehouse. You're you're part of the whorehouse, you're part of the stable of whores. Now, if you don't want to be a whore anymore, you can leave. But to be around the whorehouse and be like complaining about it, well, it's what it is. It's its nature. There's nothing you can do about it other than leave. But to act like you're surprised, this is your side. This is what they do. Right. And if you don't, just think about what kind of message that sends to the general public about what the priorities that and- That message has already been sent loud and clear for years. Actual values of the left happen to be. Again, we know what the values of the left are. That's why people are ready for helicopter rides. <clears throat> Again, after a fair trial and humanely, politically, and you know whatever else. So Chank is not having a good time running for president, but he's staying in the race. Oh, oh yeah, this is great. He's going to do a fake interview. Joining us now <laughs> is Cenk Uger, who's uh, currently running in the Democratic primary for president of the United States. Uh, so Cenk, it's been a while since pause. we've talked, and yep. I'm sure pause. there's lots of up. Okay. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love watching her having to do that, okay? Because now he's failing. He's epically failing. He has no chance. None of this has worked. So now she has to pretend to interview her boss. Oh, this is great. Look at her face. Watch her face as she does this. Joining us now is Cenk Uger, who's uh, currently running in the Democratic primary for President of the United States. She has no respect. She has no respect for him. Oh, this is amazing. Uh, so Cenk, it's been a while since we've talked and yep. I'm sure there's lots of updates. So it seems less and less likely that um, you know your primary run is gonna go anywhere. So what are your plans? Are you gonna yeah. stay in the race? So, uh, well, he's got to raise more money to give to that trainee. So, you know, he's, he's going to stay in the race. Uh, 
I think that your analysis is uh, fair. Mm -hmm. uh, and so let, let me explain what's happened since and then I, I talk about what's the most important, which is what we're gonna do next, mm -hmm. right? So in terms of what's happened, two main things. One is unfortunately our case in South Carolina was not expedited. That sounds like a minor thing, but it isn't. Mm -hmm. So when a case is not expedited, that means uh, that it will not be decided before the election in South Carolina which then likely means that the court will rule it moot afterwards. So they put you in a catch 22 you can't get out of. So they're like, we're not gonna hear your case until it's irrelevant mm -hmm. and then we'll declare it irrelevant. So is that another injustice? Of course it is, but that's normal. Right? They that's what they did to some of Trump's election cases and you were totally fine with that. Reason? No, they did not give a reason. And so, uh, so do we have enough money to sue in another state? I'm gonna be honest with you guys, no, we don't. Oh. I wish I had a lot. Let me guess, you need more money. Who could have guessed that he needs more money? Shocking, I'm stunned. A lot more money, we raised way more money for the congressional run. And I get why, uh, because people thought I could win that one, but uh, they think they I can't win this one. I so, totally so he's revealing to us that he's having trouble raising money. He's had trouble raising money, has he? Oh man. Your own audience is losing confidence in you, Cenk. Oh, this is what you deserve. I mean, you deserve worse, but that's okay. I'll take one thing at a time. I'm here, I got time. Totally <laughs> get it, right? Mm -hmm. So then the second thing happened is New Hampshire. Uh, and so New Hampshire, we were not allowed on the ballot, we weren't competing. Mm -hmm. So I didn't, like the results are obvious and that's not an issue. We didn't even try there, that's okay. Uh, so I wasn't worried about that, but I will tell you the day after, or that night when I saw Vermin Supreme being interviewed and he's got the boot on his head. And I know he's a performance artist and he doesn't mean anything, any harm. He's trying to actually send a decent message out, etc. But I thought that brother made it onto the ballot. Mm -hmm. That's this country saying he's okay. Mm -hmm. Well, again, because he, he, he is a person who was born in the country and that's how the rules are. At least could lead us. You, you don't even have a boot on your head. You're no good naturalized citizen, we don't trust you. We potentially trust Vermin, but we don't trust you. You're not even allowed in the race. Right, you're not allowed in the race, that's correct. That's how it goes, you're not allowed. And that bummed me out, mm -hmm. okay? Good, I'm glad, I, I, I hope you're really sad. But this, but then there came the silver lining, because you know me, Anna, I'm an eternal optimist and I always try to look for, okay, yes, but what are we gonna do next that's positive? Mm -hmm. That gives people hope, right? So I realized, oh my God, I'm on the presidential ballot in seven different states. Oh yeah. And you know, I was mad that they uh, stopped including me in the polls, right? Like Quinnipiac had me in a poll, I got to 2%. It oh. was actually the first poll they did. That's the, it's under four and a half. The over under was four and a half, he, he hit two. Oh. Uh, with me in it. That's the equivalent of 1.6 million Democratic voters saying, yeah, I want that guy to be president of the United States. Mm -hmm. And that's how- How is that the equivalent to 1.6 million? How do you get to that number? I, how, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? And wonderful, etc. So I thought, yeah, but even if they're not including me in the polls now, so what? The election is the ultimate poll. And I'm on the ballot in Vermont, I'm on the ballot in Texas, Oklahoma, and a whole bunch of Super Tuesday states. Mm -hmm. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna turn my campaign into a message campaign. Now, I'm super <laughs> realistic about it, both in terms of the potential for winning, which is <laughs> tiny at this point, right? And but and also even the idea of getting a message out, that's also very difficult, right? 
For example, they tried to write in ceasefire in New Hampshire, and it got a lot of votes, and I, and I got a lot of votes. And then they didn't report it. They just put, said 10,000 votes that were written in, but we're not gonna tell you who they were. Total? Total. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's possible that I came in third. It's possible ceasefire came in third. Mm -hmm. right? You were beaten by ceasefire, I guarantee it. Right? But it's unreported. But I'm like, you can't not report it on the states that I'm in. So now I'm gonna try to do something audacious as I always do, which is to try to win Vermont. Okay. Like I'm not unrealistic, Texas is a giant state. <laughs> You have zero chance to win in Vermont. In a in five weeks, we are not going to be. Look able at her face; she is so irritated. Oh, we get our message out effectively enough, especially with mainstream media stonewalling me that I'm going to win. That's crazy. On the other hand, Vermont is smaller than a congressional district. It's the home of progressives. Does Vermont want to send a message and the war and the occupation? Now, if I won, no one would dispute that that would be stunning mm -hmm. and the message will have been delivered, right? And so at that point, Biden's gotta be thinking, well, how much longer do I wanna go with the war if I just heard this resounding message, stop the war. Biden doesn't give a fucking shit. Stop the occupation. So that's point one, mm -hmm. there's a second point too, but that alone would be worth it. There's actually two more points as to why I'm continuing. But again, if people say, hey, you know, your chances are totally unrealistic now, so I don't wanna give my hard earned money, 25 bucks, five bucks, whatever it is, I totally get it, guys. I'm the only candidate that'll ever say that, right? But if you wanna help send that message and you wanna take advantage of this unique opportunity. Help the Palestinians by giving Cenk Uger money. Where one of us is on the ballot in seven yeah. different states, mm -hmm. and we could use that as an opportunity to send a message. Yeah. That would be amazing. Oh. When is the last primary for the state that you're on the ballot for? So it's it's later in the process. Mm -hmm. I'm not looking past Super Tuesday. So okay. like, let's go to Super Tuesday. And Anna, it's not just about winning Vermont. Uh, any delegate is a delegate for peace. Mm -hmm. And any state where you get about 15%. Now in Michigan, you have to do a write-in so that's very difficult. On the other hand, Michigan is filled with voters who agree with me. Right. So if I get to 15% of Michigan or any other state, I get delegates. Do you wanna talk a little bit about what you experienced when you visited Dearborn recently? Yeah, yeah. So, so I, of course I met with Muslim and Arab leaders, but more importantly, just citizens, mm -hmm. right? And they're livid, they, they have, they're done with Biden. Mm -hmm. There is. My sense was nothing on earth could move them to vote for Joe Biden. Yeah, the Washington Post actually came out with a piece today that's fascinating and I, I wanna talk about it on the show tomorrow. But uh, there is a growing movement among Arabs and Muslims in Michigan where it, it's now an organized movement to vote against Biden. Well, good opportunity for them, right in Cenk Uger. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I mean, that's a possibility. That's your, first, that's your yeah. first vote against Biden. And by the way, that's the beauty of doing this within the primaries mm -hmm. because it doesn't hurt uh, against Trump in the general election at all, at all. Like the idea that they always say, "Oh, you're taking votes away from Biden, not in a primary. Right. Right, in primary, you're just sending a message, especially given the fact that it is enormously likely that Biden's going to win, then you don't have to worry about it at all. All you're doing is sending a message saying, I don't like this war, I don't wanna fund it, I don't wanna fund the occupation. Let's be decent and humane and moral and stand up for what's right, especially as Democratic voters, 
and especially in Michigan. Right. So help me, look, I do town halls every Wednesday. I'm gonna do one later today, mm -hmm. right, tonight. And I get supporters and stuff and I go, let's go, let's figure this out together. And they come up with good suggestions too. And let's go figure out a way to get our message out in Michigan to write me in and to vote for me in Vermont, Texas, Oklahoma and other states on, on Super Tuesday that I'm on the ballot. Okay, great. Um, so tell us a little bit about uh, another town hall that you're gonna be having soon. So that's the one tonight. Oh, that is tonight. Okay. Yeah, so so look, we, we can put up the QR code there. I think you guys have it, there yep. it is. And it's always on uh, under events on jankforamerica.com. So go to events on jankforamerica.com. You always see my upcoming town hall, okay? And, and wherever I'm going, I'm gonna be going to Vermont soon. I'm gonna speak at Bennington and other colleges, yeah. etc. okay? So, but one of the things I wanna explain is that every delegate that I get is a delegate for peace. Mm -hmm. And so we get to go to the convention. Imagine if I have delegates. Now, that's, again, guys, I'm the most realistic guy. So I'm not telling you, oh, we get 10 delegates or 200 delegates, that's it, we're gonna stop the war. But it does get press attention. Here is, and it does two things. One, it would be the first time a naturalized citizen got a delegate for president, that would be historic and amazing, and you could make that happen. And we definitely still need funds to make that happen. If you're interested in that, jankforamerica.com. Oh, yeah. But then I go get to go to the DNC and go, here's my delegates that are for peace and make our stand. Now, there are some progressive Democrats who purport to want a ceasefire, they want peace. And several of them are actually members of Justice Democrats or they got elected through the Justice Democrats platform. And obviously you're the co-founder of Justice Democrats and you did a lot of work to help support them in their electoral efforts. I'm curious if anyone has come out in support of what you're doing, either rhetorically behind the scenes or publicly. No, none. Interesting, why do you think that is? Um, well, look, it, to be fair to them, they probably think it's unrealistic, and I get that. Mm -hmm. um, and then to be unfair to them, they think opposing Biden is uh, heresy and that they would be yelled at in Washington. And I know they get yelled at for good reasons, like, you know, the, they, they do a, a lot of them fight for the Palestinians in Congress, and I deeply appreciate that, right? But they have a line, and the line is you cannot cross the establishment. If you do, uh, the media will be very mean to you. So the idea of supporting a message candidate to end the war in Gaza, I don't think it's even occurred to them. That's interesting. So what was the objective of Justice Democrats in the first place? The challenge establishment. <laughs> okay, that's all I wanted to know. Okay, yeah. that's fair. All right, now look, there's- <laughs> This is so over, this is so over. The things we can do. Okay, yeah. so I'm gonna tell you one small one, then one big one. So uh, given this, Opportunity I'm never gonna get to have again of being on a presidential ballot. Um, what I think is, well, why not tell everybody all the things that we care about and all the amazing things that would happen if you elected a strong progressive. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna talk to uh, people about ending corruption and ending uh, the uh, how the politicians are hooked on donor yeah. money. For our uh -huh. audience, that might be obvious, but yeah. when you get into other forms of media, there. Nobody ever talks about that, ever, ever, right? They don't talk about it in right-wing media, they don't talk about it in mainstream media, they don't talk about it even mostly in the online media, mm -hmm. right? We're the one show that's obsessed with it. Some other shows, shows mention it from time to time, but no one ever does a campaign. So look, and then all the progressive policies we have, paid family leave, minimum wage, you've heard me talk about a lot. Why not take this opportunity to say, yes, I'm also in favor of this. Wouldn't it be amazing if we had a Democratic candidate that fought for all of this? Okay, but this the third one is also huge, which is 
and this is, I get that it's funny, guys. I get that I don't have the power to do this, okay? But I have appointed myself mm -hmm. the Trump czar of the Democratic Party. That'll be great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so now, what does that mean? Well, look, why did I get in the race in the first place? Number one objective was to push Biden out so we could actually beat Trump. Mm -hmm. And and you, I'm most honest <laughs> politician you'll ever meet, right? We didn't do that, we couldn't do it. We couldn't get the governors into the race to push him out and we couldn't get him to leave on his own accord so that we could actually beat Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna limp into this general election with a wounded antelope and there's nothing I could do about it. I tried and tried. And guys, part of what I'm doing here is get caught trying, right? So I'm leading by example here. And even if, oh my God, you didn't do well here and you didn't do well there and ha ha, you only got 2%, etc. I'll take all of it, I'll take it, I, and you can hit me on it, I don't mind. As long as we're trying to do something positive in the world. Okay. And I cannot, and overall for progressives and for the country and for Democratic voters, we're, we've got to get to 2028. If we get to 2028, then I think. <laughs> oh my God, this is the same speech from, uh, was it uh, midterms? It's just, it's the same thing. Well, next time, next time, and in four years, in four years, in four years. We're gonna be in good shape, and we've gotta to build towards that. But if you wanna to get to 2028, you can't have Donald Trump win. What do you mean by we have to get to 2028? What does that mean? That means that once this campaign is over, we have to find a candidate and build around them. It takes a long, long time. Mm -hmm. I now have tremendous personal experience in running a presidential campaign and knowing what it takes, what the challenges are. You don't know what it takes, you didn't win. For a normal candidate, etc. And how do we build towards that? Mm -hmm. So we have, because we have to give people hope. So when you look at Biden and Trump and you look, well, okay, for example, on Gaza, well, Biden would keep killing them and Trump would keep killing them. There's no hope. Biden would continue the corruption, Trump would continue the corruption. There's no hope. Biden won't do paid family leave, Trump won't do paid family. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that means we need our own candidate and hopefully someone who's got less hurdles than me. Mm -hmm. And we have to prepare well in advance to win in 2028. Because there's the guys, I love you, but and I don't want to give you, but I never want to give you false hope. There's, there's Your whole channel is built on false hope. Even if Biden wins, the idea that he's magically going to do all these progressive policies no, is a pipe like, tree. No, no, it's over. It's like, pipe tree, no, no, right? The, the, the window for progressive policies has been squandered. So like, let's just be realistic about that. Yes, okay. so we have to rebuild, we okay. have to rebuild. Yeah. And that sucks, but I'm honest with you and I'm real with you. We gotta rebuild towards 2028. But what I'm worried about and why I got in the race in the first place, because I'm worried if Trump wins, there is no 2028. So it's not like, oh yeah, you think Biden's gonna be an angel? No, do you think Biden's gonna be 2000 times better than Trump? I don't know, right? <laughs> but I do know that if Biden wins, or even if Nikki Haley wins, and I despise Nikki Haley, mm -hmm. we're gonna have an election in 2028. The only person I'm not sure we're gonna have an election in 2028 is the one that tried to stop democracy earlier, and that's Donald Totally made up. Trump, so uh, I bought spoileddonny.com. You love the URLs. I, I mean, how embarrassing is this? do and it redirects <laughs> to my site. I bought trumpthebetrayer.com oh <laughs> and that redirects to my site. And so what am I gonna do here? I'm gonna lead by example as I do, which mm -hmm. is to show Biden and the other Democrats how you fight Trump. But you're, you're gonna have no effect, he doesn't even know who you are. You don't fight him by constantly saying racist, sexist, xenophobe, etc. Everybody already knows that. 
Okay, and for a lot of voters, unfortunately, that's uh, not the bug. That's the feature. Well, those aren't real things. That's the problem. It's all made up fantasy world bullshit. But for a lot of voters that are half of MAGA or Republicans and almost all independents, mm -hmm. they don't like their voting form despite that, right? And so for those folks, they already got the message. What you have to give them is two other messages. One is Donald Trump is incredibly weak. He's an insecure little baby. And the minute you trigger him, he does something stupid. And we cannot afford that yeah. when he's president of the United States. And this little baby got $413 million handed to him by his daddy. And then he blew it all. He went bankrupt six different times. Uh -huh. So I'm gonna point out- yeah, He blew it all. Guys, he's broke, he had zero money, no success. Thousand different ways. What a loser this guy is. Yeah, but you did that in 2016. Total imbecile, clown of the earth, okay? We cannot risk this guy again. Uh, and, and that's, by the way, also why he tried to end democracy. But no, he didn't. That's totally made up. Now the uh, puppetless puppet show is happening where he's making up dialogue that never happened and doing the voices for it now. You took my toy away, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to kick his ass on that. And How? On You're not even going to face him. Second point on the betrayer. It's not about betraying America, although he did that too. It's no, he didn't. That's totally made up. It's about he betrays the people who trusted him the most. Mm -hmm. So the Jeff Sessions and everyone. She who can barely get through this one. Who's ever worked for him, everyone who's ever invested in him, anybody who went to Trump University, Trump charity. What did he do? He betrayed every single person who's ever trusted him. So what I'm going to tell independents and half of Republicans is, guys, what do you think he's going to do to you? You trust him more than anyone else. You're the mark. He's a con man. He tries to gain your confidence and then betray it. Yep. That's his MO. And if you and if people really understand that, it's one thing to say, yeah, he hates other people, but I ain't other people. It's another thing to think, oh, he's gonna betray me. Mm -hmm. Okay. M maybe that changes the dynamic. <laughs> She's like, okay. <laughs> Look, <laughs> I'm not the guy who comes in and goes, that's it. Now that I'm the Trump czar. Trump's done, we win automatically. But is it better to have one person in the Democratic race who's trying to take Trump's head off politically and rhetorically than having zero? Yeah, right? Biden doesn't know how to fight him at all and barely even does. Retard, he's arresting him and putting, trying to put him in jail. Anytime he gives one speech a year against Trump, people are like, whoa, look at Biden giving one speech against Trump. No, I'm going to go after him 100%. So when it comes to the voting, that's about sending a message Not to the enough. Democratic Party. And as I'm running, I'm going to pummel Trump to the best of my abilities. All right, everyone learn more about <laughs> what Jenk is doing over at jenkforamerica.com. Jenk, thank you for giving us these updates and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Uh, it's a golden opportunity. I don't know that when we're going to be on the ballot next. Let's go get him. Let's send a message together. Thank you, Adam. Oh, it's funny. That's what she gets. That's what she gets. Let me read some of these super chats. We're taking him through Streamlabs. Link in the description and in the chat on YouTube. We're also taking him through Entropy. Link in the description on Rumble. And we're also taking Rumble rants. Also, uh, the Soft Gentleman's Bathhouse has been deleted. YouTube banned the Soft Gentleman channel outright. So it's no more. And so the Soft Gentleman's Bathhouse was a membership uh, thing that we did, which was about 25% of our monthly income. So we're trying to rebuild the bathhouse. If you see on the bottom of the screen, 
bottom left in the yellow. Uh, that is our goal. And we're almost halfway there. Thank you uh, very much for the people that have signed up so far. So you can uh, help us with that if you'd like on Subscribestar, subscribestar.com slash hard-bastard. Or you can go to Rumble and click the red subscribe button. Also, you can download free copies of the Soft Gentleman's Guide on How to Be a Virtuous Liberal. It's called uh, What a Bigot Would Say. And you can go to Rumble and click the description for that. Uh, you can also download the guide that I wrote, which uh, talks about propaganda tactics, different propaganda tactics that the corporate media uses. Also, uh, when it comes to propaganda tactics, uh, the next whiteboard video will be out uh, Saturday. I guess I will I'll, um, run it during the stream on Saturday, and then uh, I'll upload it uh, to BitChute and Twitter um, on Sunday. Also, Monday, uh, February 5th, is the first episode of a new show. Um, regular streams remain the same Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern. The new show will be on off days uh, so that'll be monday and wednesday at 7 30 p.m eastern it's a shorter show it is uh, a completely different format same topics but a completely different format and we'll see if people uh like it okay ghost of shaniqua says have you seen jessica burbank lately i get recommended a hill video about ohio passing constitutional carry they make her dry deliver the news deadpan and she looks miserable they had an AG on, uh, he explained how crime went down. That's interesting. I The last I saw of her was when she made one of the dumbest arguments I've ever heard, um, it, where she claimed that uh, the reason that uh, blacks were carjacking in Washington, D.C. was because grocery prices were too high. And it's just incredible. That's, uh, you know, it's weird, like... Some women, you know, they get a little bit of everything, you know, if, if, whether you, you think God's involved or not. Let's, for the sake of an analogy, let's have God be involved. You know, the whole thing about, you know, God gave this one this and this one that. So God gives some women, you know, sometimes there's problems, but, you know, sometimes God gives women like some looks and some brains. That's a solid combination. That's a solid combination. And uh, with Burbank, gave her a lot of looks, but man, he, they they were like, let's see what happens if we make it, uh, her real hot, but give her like a two IQ, and let's see how she goes. We'll keep an eye out on this one. It's really, it's fascinating. She's uh, she's not too bright. That was really incredibly dumb argument, but uh, I, I've said before, I, I think she could be a news anchor if she got rid of that vocal fry. That vocal fry is brutal. If she got rid of that, I think she could be a good news anchor. Because uh, you don't really need to be, and you know, you could just read, just read from the teleprompter. Okay, she she needs to learn how to do that better, but uh, she could do that. But I don't think at this at this rate. I think uh, I think it's no good. All right, Aidsorific Aidsenstein says you got to watch this Korean movie called Deliver Us from Evil, made in 2020. You'd fucking love it. It's got Taken and Man on Fire vibes. I like man. I like both of those. I like Man on Fire better than Taken. Taken was not bad. There's a grittiness to Taken that I was surprised at. I, I did like Taken. Um, and a bad guy that is Ichi, Ichi the Killer vibes. Well, that's a hell of a film. That's uh, what Takeshi Miki or whatever the hell that director is. He also he, that guy directed uh, Audition. <laughs> that's a hell of a movie. Lots of oh, in the uh, with the Dead Alive, Dead or Alive trilogy. I gotta, say, I didn't really like the Dead or Alive trilogy. 
it's uh, the fr first one was fun, ridiculous. You know, the girl drowning in diarrhea was kind of like ridiculous, but uh, I just, I just, I don't know. I'm, I, I just, it didn't, it didn't. I don't know, it didn't do it for me. Anyway, lots of badass fighting and brutally. Hey, trust me, bro. Yeah, Koreans make good movies. Um, I've seen a couple South Korean movies. One was, I think, clearly um, the plot from The Killer, but like a little bit more. So it didn't have the level of action of a John Woo movie. It was solid, though. But it um, it, it, it changed it a little. I forget the name. I got to find the name of that. It was not bad. It was a solid movie. Uh, a little bit slow at parts, but um, crazy good beginning and uh, good ending. Uh, I, I forget the name. It's not so broad. I forget the. I forget the. Um, it was about a hitman who was a, an orphan. I will say the Korean movies they go real emotional. They go real like uh, like next level, pulling out your heartstrings. And uh, I would prefer more action than that. But whatever. I don't care. Do it. It's not going to bother me. But it's interesting. Uh, there was a viewer that once recommended a movie. And it was this. I think it was from Korea as well. It was a gangster. It was like a Japanese gangster movie. I forget the name of it, but I remember there was a, there was a there was a little girl in it, and he was trying to prevent criminals from um, taking her eyes. And uh, I forget why they were taking her eyes. Maybe someone needed an eye transplant or something. I forget why they were taking her eyes. That was fucking. That was a good goddamn movie. So, uh, yeah, they, they do make some good ones over there. I'll have to check that out. <clears throat> All right, we have uh, Randolph Hippler. says, uh, hey, bastard, I don't know why, our, but business has been slow. Ja, for some reason, we don't have repeat business after our patrons enter our wooden door cyclone H steam-powered shower. Spa, <clears throat> perhaps mine business service is just that good. I just can't figure it out. Yeah, that's a weird thing. You know, it's a shame that uh, your, uh, your uh, let's see, your wooden door Cyclone B. Did I say Cyclone 8? Cyclone B. It looked like an 8 for a minute. Yeah, it's a shame your wooden door Cyclone B steam-powered uh, shower spa uh, was closed down because you had put one in the soft gentleman's uh, bathhouse. And it uh, looks like YouTube closed that one down. That's a hell of a thing right there. Randolph Hippler says, so because of that, Mind staff and I have a new idea. A camp of concentration where we take people who cannot concentrate and through vigorous and in no way forced workshops shall purify the mind to speak German efficiency of concentration. Well, that sounds like an interesting idea. Man, that's... Uh, huh. Well, there you go. I guess if you need to clear your head, you can go to one of Randolph Hippler's concentration... Excuse me. Camp of concentration. Not to be confused with a concentration camp. Fascinating. A terrific Eisenstein says, No, HB, uh, you have this all wrong. Acid is a cleaning agent. The Zerg were just trying to clean people. Acid of peace and cleanliness. Yeah, you know, it reminds me, uh, Black Pigeon speak, Speaks, uh, he's a pretty good content creator. He tweeted, he's been doing this recently. He, he, he took a, uh, a, a six-person lineup of just faces. And uh, he said, uh, what do you think is the story about all six of these? So they're obvious. They're all migrants, right? They're all migrants. Uh, I think it's from the UK. So I retweeted and I said, um, helpful migrants aid 
the elderly uh, or something like uh, a bunch of uh, uh, good migrants help the elderly in their old age. Because that's, that's one of the propaganda um, lines that I've heard. I forget what country it was. It might not have been the UK. It might have been Sweden. It's one of the more preposterous lines ever where they tell the natives, don't worry, these migrants are going to take care of you when you're older. <laughs> really? Are they total strangers? First of all, first of all, first of all, total strangers. Uh, and secondly, people of a completely different culture. Yeah, okay. I'm sure that's a great idea. That's a great idea. I'm sure that nothing's going to come of that. Um, but you can assume that uh, most of these, uh, when, whenever he throws one up there, it's you know one of these instances where there's you know raping or whatever. It's just really, it's like it's just uh, it's a high concentration. But you're not allowed to talk about it. You're not allowed to talk about it. it makes you a bigot. That's okay. Being a bigot is awesome. Okay, let's see. Silky Johnson says, HB, I hope every single pedophile tranny fucking Democrat that voted against that law to punish carjacking Zergs gets plowed into by a Zerg in a stolen car. Ah, that would be some karma. And the crash is exactly the same as in Death Proof. Death Proof. That was a shocking crash. That was a... I, I, that was a shocking crash. The first time I saw that, I was like, holy fucking shit. It makes the movie... It makes the movie because it's so fucking extreme that, uh, I don't know. I always like Tarantino. I always like Tarantino. I like, he pa I like how he paces movies. I love his dialogue. How, not, how do you not love his dialogue? The dead nigger storage uh, dialogue in Pulp Fiction? That's fucking hilarious. The whole thing in The Hateful Eight where you got this uh, white guy, he, you know, he's talking shit calling Samuel L. Jackson a nigger and Samuel L. Jackson is talking shit back and then he's got this letter from Lincoln and there's this whole thing and then by the end of the movie, spoiler alert, but the guy that hates black people and Samuel L. Jackson who hates this motherfucker, uh, who probably hates white people, whatever, they have to like team up and fight and they're all injured. That's a fucking great, I love that movie. That's a fantastic movie. You got that crazy bitch, the crazy white bitch. <clears throat> he also... Like it's like in Hateful Eight or like Reservoir Dogs, like how in Reservoir Dogs, uh, what the hell is that guy's name? Tim, the the actor. Tim, what the fuck? I forget his name. This guy through the whole movies, he's shot in the gut, and the way it's played, it's like it, 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 the guy was so convincing, at least to me, that the whole time I'm like I'm like almost like holding my gut, like God damn, it, it, it was fantastic, very uncomfortable. Anyway. Anyway, Michael Madsen cut that guy's ear off. Did you know Wes Craven, of all people? See, this is where I'll call bullshit. I like Wes Craven, by the way, as a director. Last House on the Left, The Hills Have Eyes, fantastic movies. He said that the uh, ear-cutting scene in uh, Reservoir Dogs was, like, too much, and he was, like, upset about it. Motherfucker, what are you talking about? You made some of the most fucked up movies. What do you mean you have a problem with the with Michael Madsen cutting the guy's ear off? Are you crazy? That was one of the craziest things I've ever heard. Are you kidding me? You have a problem with that? You made Last House on the Left? That movie is fucked up. That is a fucked up movie. Good ending, though. Great ending. Some sweet, righteous vengeance, man. <clears throat> Brutal, but... Mm. Those motherfuckers got exactly what they deserved. And, uh, whew. <laughs> anyway. 
I like movies like that. I like movies where a person gets what they deserve, even if you have to sit through some fucked up shit. Like, um, I mean, I don't like what happened in uh, I Spit on Your Grave, but those guys got what they fucking deserved. And, uh, yeah, I like, I really, I, I think those are my favorite kind of movies where uh, people really, horrible people get what they deserve. Devil's Rejects, they got what they deserved. Absolutely. I just wish they would have gotten it sooner. They had a chance, but the the sheriff, <clears throat> the great sheriff, he just he he, uh, he he didn't kill them when he had a chance, and then the big guy came, and oh well, what are you gonna do? Anyway, whatever. Okay, let's see. We have um, what? Where do we leave off? Um, oh, and then he said uh, when stuntman Mike uh, head into the women. Oh yeah, that was uh, man. <clears throat> That was a hell of a scene. That was a hell of a scene. Anyway, uh, Silky also says, HB, since the AIDS faggots love tearing down awesome statues, we need to put up more that are super offensive. Like KKK guys hanging a black dude. That would be one of the more offensive statues. If you wanted to come up with a really offensive statue, that'd probably be top five. I would think that would be top five. I think that would be top five. Or a tranny getting curb stomped. Yeah, it would be, yeah, that'd be up there. Or a base dude putting a shotgun in a pedo's mouth. Again, these are statues. See, you know what? I, I would I would choose the based guy putting the gun in the pedo's mouth as long as we are 100% sure that the guy's a pedo. Because you've put them in a, in a position to defend pedophiles. And uh, <clears throat> I think uh, that'd be a pretty interesting... Sta has, has, is there any country on this earth that has built a statue like that? I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe. That's a hell of a statue right there. Anna Kasparian says, Hey guys, this is Anna. I still have my job at TYT, but I told Chuck that if he wants me to stay, he's going to have to follow my rules. Rule number one, no horse magazines in the studio bathroom. I can't tell you how many times I've walked into the bathroom to see Chunk's horse magazine stacked up next to the toilet or just strewn all over the floor. Even worse, the pages are all wavy and stuck together. It's so disgusting. Rule number two. What happens in the barn stays in the barn. Look, Chunk, when I come to work on Monday, I don't want to hear about the horse or the pig or the chicken that you spent the weekend with. Keep that to yourself, you sicko. Rule number three, Anna is always right. I am tired of these stupid arguments we keep having on air, Chunk. You know I'm right. I know I'm right. So what are we arguing about? Just point your fat, greasy baboon head towards the camera and say, you're so right, Anna. How hard is that? Well, it doesn't seem to be very hard. So there you go, Anna Kasparian with three rules, uh, some of which involve uh, trying to rein in Chank's uh, desire to fuck horses. So I guess uh, keep an eye out on that one, see uh, see what happens there. Yeah, Chank Uger, really, just uh, he's a fan of horses. It's, uh, it's a hell of a thing to see. All right, <clears throat> let's see here. Let's go to the next one. This is uh, RRR. Says... Uh, any way to watch this after I get off work in whole, like for members or different location to watch from? Yeah, we have an archive. I'll give you the following links for the archive. So uh, Rumble has a video archive, rumble.com slash user slash hard news network. Um, Twitter, uh, the account at live HNN. The letters HNN, uh, uh, at live HNN. There is a uh, audio only 
uh, archive. That takes, um, it's usually up to, uploaded right after. Sometimes I forget to press the button and I go to sleep and I'll do it the next day. Uh, that's hardnewsnetwork.podbean.com. No, wait, hold on a second. Hard News Network. Yeah, hardnewsnetwork.podbean.com. Uh, there's an archive on pilled, pilled.net slash hardbastard. There's one on Josh Who uh, TV. Um, let's see. Are there any I'm missing? I think that's it. It's not one on YouTube. Can't keep it on YouTube. Um, so, yeah. Uh, also, you can go to the link tree. The link tree, I'm not sure what platform you're watching from. On YouTube, there is a bot that posts different things in the chat, and it should be posting a link tree. That gives you a list of all the different locations. And again, thank you very much for uh, watching. Let me go to uh, Entropy here. Alrighty, let's see. We have uh, Mojack420 says, The Great Replacement Theory is all good when it's replacing whites. Well, how do you like it now, niggers? Happy Nigger History Month, you Sicilian WAP, HB. And I'm quoting. Again, I was quoting that. Thank you, Mojack. Appreciate that. Yeah, you know what? I, I, I was on the Broken Crown podcast earlier today, and uh, I had mentioned on there uh, that, um, you know, it is, I called it We Was Kang's Month. And this is the first We Was Kang's Month that I'm celebrating as a black man. And uh, that was because I watched the Nikki Haley interview where uh, Nikki Haley claimed that uh, she was a person of color. Now, Nikki Haley, regardless of her racial background, is a passing white woman. So if she's a person of color, then I'm a black man. And so, as I said uh, on the uh, uh, Broken Crown, uh, after this stream, I'm going to go apply for a job that I'm not qualified for, steal a bike, and then get some African medallions. And I'm going to start the Nikki Haley Black Watch Black Outreach Program. So we'll see what happens there. And uh, it's going to be a hell of a thing. Very exciting. Very exciting. Uh, black Power. <laughs> they have... Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to get one of those shirts at Target for the uh, commercial. I forget what it says. Like Black All Day or something. <laughs> Oh, baby. That's going to be fun. Mojack420 says, The economy's wonderful. $3 for a dozen eggs. $3 for store-brand loaf of bread. And gas went up 30 cents in a day. Yeah, killer economy for working Americans. Yeah, I was just at the grocery store. Um, the, the thing that makes it, like... I mean, it's unbearable. And, and I said this the other day. I think this is how they're easing people in. When they raise prices, they there's usually a, a decent sale, and the decent sale gives you the price that you're used to, right? So like, so there was this bread that I was getting because I read about like seed oils not being good, and yeah. You know, so, so look, health information and all this shit, you can find anything you want. It's like statistics. You can find anything if you if you're looking up aspartame, you can find shit that says it's bad. You can find shit that says it's good. Same with all this other shit. So to each his own, you know, use whatever discretion you want. It's your food. It's your body. So I've read about seed oils because I did the no carb thing, uh, or no, it wasn't no carb. It was uh, what the fuck was that called? It's not the it's not the no carb. It's like uh, whatever the fuck it was called. Um, keto i did keto for like five five weeks or so and um i don't really need to lose weight so i didn't keep doing it because i don't i don't want to like get too thin or whatever i'm kind of like at my optimal weight 
And um, so I noticed, though, that doing that for five weeks, you don't get that kind of like full, you know, you get that slight full tired feeling uh, when, when you eat carbs. It's not like turkey. Turkey knocks me the fuck out, the tryptophan or whatever. But I noticed that I didn't feel that. I didn't feel that kind of slowdown, like, you know, that makes you tired. I just kind of felt normal. And I was like, okay, there's obviously something to that then. And so, um, and then I started reading about seed oils. And I'm like, all right, let me see if there's bread that's like not like fucked up. So I found this bread that wasn't fucked up. And what's interesting is after I ate that bread, I didn't get that feeling. So I'm like, all right, there's something to this probably. Anyway. Well, that bread, I <clears throat> went to the store. They were like, oh, it's $7 now, but but you can get it for five uh, this week. So it's normally five, which by the way, that's fucking insane. And uh, But it's going to be seven from now on. That's insane. Yeah, uh, eggs are, everything's up. Everything's up, but there's sales. And so what it would be like going in there without sales is going to be, and they're going to do that at some point because, um, you know, th different things are on sales, sale at different times. But yeah, the prices are still going up. Everything is still going up. It is not good. Um, the prices are fucking ridiculous. And um, I just get like, I just, I'm, I just get like a couple simple things and that's it. You know, it's just, uh, otherwise you're, you're, you're running up a two, $300 bill. It's fucking crazy. Uh, two supernova one says Chenk should run for another office. I'm sure a third time's the charm. LOL. Yeah, you got to get to 2028. You got to get to 2028. Oh my God, that's incredible. Got to get to 2028. All right, now we got uh, some breaking news from the internet from Mojack420. This is breaking anti-Christian DOJ news. Yeah, this guy, just uh, absolute fucking insanity that um, you can do all these different crimes. You can fuck a man in the ass in the Senate when you're not allowed to. Nothing happens. But if you take down a satanic statue, they're going to charge you with a hate crime charge. You know, look, it's one thing. If you said, well, it's, it's vandalism, he should get like the vandalism misdemeanor. I'll tell you this. I will factually concede to that, but I'm going to ultimately not agree because fuck commies. But I will factually, I will give you the factual argument of that because it is technically legally vandalism. So I'll give you that while simultaneously saying fuck commies, I don't care. I would, I would, uh, if I was a judge, uh, I don't know if this is statue worthy. I don't think I'd build this guy a statue. Um, you know, other instances where you got these motherfuckers that kill pedophiles. Again, again, it would be clear after they're clearly sure. And as far as I'm aware, at least according to the uh, courts in Russia, you know, really not a whole lot happened to that guy that did that. So I, I think he followed the rules and regulations of, your, of his municipality. You know, so follow the rules and regulations of your municipality. Um, but, uh, you know, in that instance, I would have built that guy a statue. But uh, I, don't, I wouldn't build this guy a statue. But, uh, you know, this is, this is, I would have said, you know, uh, have a nice day. You know, get out of my courtroom. You know, like, did, did, there's no problem here. I would have said, fuck commie, sir, and get out of this courtroom. <clears throat> a man who attacked and beheaded a, uh, he attacked and beheaded a permitted statue. You see, this shouldn't be, this is the thing. This should not be a permitted statue. Um... 
and uh, I, I'm drawing the line at Satan, and uh, and that's okay. And you don't have to draw the line at Satan. I know there's people that are going to argue. Look, I'm not saying that you're like automatically a commie if you argue that the Satanists should be allowed to do this. That's fine. I think we're just in a disagreement of what will work against the commies. And um, and I might not be right. I fully acknowledge that. I might not be right. Um, a man who attacked and beheaded a permitted statue put up by the Satanic Temple at Iowa's capital uh, has been charged with a felony under the state's hate crime statute. Oh, I thought it was federal. I thought this was a federal hate crime. I mean, still bullshit, but I thought it was federal. The prosecutor's office said this week, Michael Cassidy, who was an unsuccessful Republican candidate for Mississippi's State House of Representatives is charged with third-degree criminal mischief in violation of individual rights. Again, preposterous. Preposterous. Evidence shows the defendant made statements to law enforcement and the public indicated they had, he destroyed the property because of the victim's religion. Uh, Cassidy has been charged with misdemeanor. The enhanced charge is a Class D felony. Under Iowa's hate crime statutes, you, you, these must be eliminated. They're ridiculous. They're put in there by the ADL. Cassidy of Lauderdale ran for Mississippi State House District 45 as a Republican, but was defeated 55 to 38%. His campaign biography described him as a former Navy pilot and a Christian conservative who loves our nation. Cassidy appeared on Fox News days after he beheaded the commie statue called it Christian civil disobedience. He said he went to the Capitol, nobody was there, and it offended me. It touched a nerve. It was, you know, righteous indignation. Cassidy said on Fox News he pulled the head off, referring to the display of Baphomet. Minister Mormodor Almodek of the Satanic Temple told an NBC affiliate at the time of the vandalism that the display was there for the holidays. The Iowa Department of Administrative Services said the group met the application requirements for the display. They should not be able to get a... a uh, an application uh, and, and fuck them because that's why all re religions have equal rights it, big mistake big fucking look 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 i love the concept of equal rights the concept is fantastic the concept of rights is fantastic excuse me it's fantastic but you learn as you watch that rights only exist depending upon the people in power if the wrong people are in power, you do not have rights. Does Douglas Mackey have a First Amendment right right now? No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. So you got to have the right people in place. And uh, rights are a great concept, but you need the right people in place. And equal rights <clears throat> for everyone to have their thing, but that's not what was delivered. We were sold that, but we were delivered oppression. We were delivered locking up christians for singing and praying i want no part of this the deal is off fuck all of these people the idea that like oh and then this and that and you'll come together there's these people have to be crushed by power now i wish that wasn't the case and maybe it isn't the case and again legally politically and humanely of course i'm all for humane political crushing but i just like I'm open to other ideas. I just don't see a practical one. You can hope for other ideas, but like wanting things to be a certain way doesn't mean that that way, but also it doesn't mean that I'm right. But these people need to be fully politically marginalized in every way possible. And the reason is because they're arresting us right now. 
there, thousands of people have been arrested over bullshit so far. Um, the latest one, uh, this is after a conviction, where these people who were protesting uh, uh, by singing and praying at an abortion clinic. They're facing 11 years in jail. All bets are off. All deals are off. This is unacceptable. And the people that are doing this need to be removed from society in the most politically humane way possible. I know that's a big ask and it's probably not going to happen. I'm just saying that's where I'm at with this. This is not a negotiable situation. Uh, if you are going along with people being locked up for bullshit, then you're a piece of shit and, and I hope you get locked up. Um, it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. I'm not talking about normies. I'm not talking about Biden voters. Regular normies? I have no problem with regular normies. I'm not interested in fucking with regular normies. It's a big mistake. That's a big mistake leftists make. I'm not interested in that. But anyone with power, uh, anyone with influence, anyone that is helping to implement what's happening has to have uh, some sort of uh, consequences. They could be political. They could be legal. Um, you know, the, the people that are engaged in the uh, regime propaganda narrative that Trump supporters uh, are so dangerous that, uh, that it's okay to arrest them, people like Destiny advocating for us to be killed, things like that. You know, you, you look through history, um, usually after regimes like that are either toppled or they go out, People like that uh, that do that are are held accountable and they're given very harsh sentences. The Rwanda radio people, they put them in jail. So I'm going based on precedent, based on historical precedent, and based on what I learned my whole life, which is you shouldn't do fucked up shit like this to your fellow man. You shouldn't uh, uh, advocate or try to lock up your political opponents. This is what was being done in shithole countries in America was better. And so uh, people that did that pay a heavy price. That's, that's the precedent. That's the fucking precedent. So I'm going with the historical precedent. You can pick whatever historical event you want. You want to go Holocaust with the uh, Nuremberg trials? We'll go with the Nuremberg trials. And you know what's crazy? I'm talking about the shit with the demonizing of Trump supporters and rounding them up and advocating for them to be killed. There's a whole nother thing that happened that you could argue that based on Nuremberg, these people should be tribunaled. And that was the whole COVID scam, especially with the vaccine. This is back to back. And you know what happened before that? Goddamn George Floyd overdose riots, where the media and the Democrats uh, helped and advocated for animals to burn down a bunch of cities in the country. And they mostly got away with it. All three of those, boom, 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 they all happened over the past, what, few years? unbelievable it's like we're living in like some sort of nightmare it's really crazy it's really crazy but anyway hopefully we get out of it hopefully they don't have another thing lined up which they probably do but we'll have to see we'll have to see but yeah if, if, if you do shit like that you should probably go to prison is my argument again fair trial i'm all for fair trials i'm a hard fair trial bastard I'm all for fair trials and reasonable punishments. You know, my thing on the punishment is whatever the punishment is, is what it's going to be. I'm not bloodthirsty. If the punishment's jail, then the punishment's jail. Again, after a righteous trial where a, a, a guilty verdict is delivered, okay, if it's jail, it's jail. If it's hanging, it's hanging. If it's yeeting them into the sun, it's yeeting them into the sun. Whatever the penalty is, is what it's going to be. 
Okay, so not everyone's going to be found guilty. I understand that. These trials are probably not even going to happen. I will tell you, though, I do think out of all of the things, I do think there's a shot for something to come out of the COVID stuff. I do think there's a shot. I, 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 um, I think there's a chance. So we'll see. We'll see. But anyway, there you go. What a time to be alive. It's, uh, it's crazy. Never thought I'd go through some shit. And I'm not saying it's as severe. I want to be clear. I'm not saying it, that it's in any... Frankly, I want to be clear. I'm not saying it's anywhere near severe of the shit that I read about in history books. Not necessarily about like the worst shit that has happened, but shit that had, that had happened in history that was like really fucked up, right? And that you would be like... Because there was this period of time before 9-11, at least in, in my lifetime, from like when I was born till 9-11, there was not a whole lot that went down. 9-11 was insane. And then after 9-11, a few years, uh, frankly, all the way up until uh, COVID, it was just kind of like, you know, shit happened, but not like this This shit. This is the kind of shit that you'll be reading, other people will be reading about in history books, if, if depending on who wins, obviously. That like... You know, they released a virus on the populace, on the whole world. The governments came together, locked everyone down, then tried to roll out a vaccine. It turned out the vaccine was very bad and killed a lot of people. That's a, that's a, I mean, that's a story. That's like, now look, I know people killed themselves during the Depression. I'm not saying it's worse than the Great Depression, but I would argue that is a story that you could put up with something like that. Not as severe. I'm not saying it's as severe, but it is as newsworthy historically is newsworthy as a story as a lot of those things. It's probably one of the most ridiculous stories ever told. The whole world, almost, the whole world locked down over some fucking bullshit. Man, that is, uh, we just lived through that. That's crazy. Anyway, the good news about that, they didn't get what they wanted out of that. Ultimately, the people rebelled. It took a long time for them to rebel. They didn't get their vaccine passport system. They didn't get that. They tried. They tried to implement that. They didn't get that. People wouldn't go along with it. And then finally, people gave up uh, the mask wearing. You know You know what I think? I see people, uh, I saw uh, someone post on Twitter. They're like, you know, I, living through COVID, I can't believe so many people went along with it. Here's the thing. Now, that's true, right? A lot of people went along with it. And, and some of those people were fucking lunatics, but I think a lot of people went along with it because they were like nice people and they thought, well, this is what we have to do and it's our neighborly duty. And that's why they did it. And that was taken advantage of. And the, but the, so that's a completely different mentality than just rolling over. Some people are happy to roll over, but some people just thought, okay, you know, this is a serious situation. I want to help out in whatever way I can. And that's why they wore a mask. Now, a lot of those people have realized that they've been lied to. And I don't think you're going to be able to lie in that way again to those same people. You, you, you can certainly lie in different ways to those people, but you're not going to be able to, to, to lie in that way again, at least hopefully not in America. I mean, I could be wrong. Because people are about done. You got the lunatics, you know, you got still the small percentage of lunatics that wear the goddamn mask at the store. I still see that once in a while, some stupid idiots wearing a mask. But most people are not wearing masks. I remember during the peak of COVID, I'd go in there and I remember I'd always be looking around for one other person not wearing a mask. Because then I'd be like, all right, you know, it's kind of like I'm not the only one. You know, it was crazy. You would be in a store and like you're like the only person. 
And uh, although I never uh, looked at people to see their reaction because I don't give a fucking shit. And also they're wearing masks anyway, so who cares? Like, I, I don't... I don't look for people. I don't look to see if people are looking at me. I give zero fucks. So I, I can't tell you if they were looking at me sideways. They can suck my dick. Anyway, what a time. Back to the article. The Satanic Temple says it doesn't believe in the existence of Satan or in the supernatural. Don't care, Kami. Its webpage says the group encourages effective and artful protest. Well, again, you got to go. Okay, you got to go. The display was damaged beyond repair. Uh, good, good, I'm glad. Fuck your statue. The Polk County's Attorney's Office seeks fair and just resolutions of all cases. We continue to apply the law equally to all. That's not true. Regardless of race, religion, and blah, blah, blah. That's a total lie. If these were Muslims tearing down a bacon statue, you wouldn't have uh, given them a, a hate crime uh, charge, or if it was a statue of Jesus. Um, Phillips, uh, uh, let's see. Oh, they just give the background to the thing. If, see, you know, this is another thing. There's no satanic, where are the satanic temple people, maybe I missed it, that are like, hey, don't give this guy a hate charge. That's crazy. They're not doing that. They're going along with it. So fuck them. Fuck them. All right, let's get to some breaking news from the internet from Dewey C. I think this is about uh, Viagra. Some sort of Viagra situation. <clears throat> let's see. Australian, I think I'll have to put this in a different uh, browser. One second. Let's try this different browser. Usually that works. Okay. Australian man escapes jail for exposing his penis at a Hungry Jack's after Super Viagra orgy. Wow. I don't know if I've ever heard of Hungry Jacks. Oh, it's a Burger King in Australia. Oh. Yeah, you know, Burger King stays with you way too long. That's the big problem. The fries aren't great. Whoppers are the shit, but they I'm not trying to like taste Whopper for three days after. That's not normal. I don't know what the fuck's going on there. Anyway, Chick-fil-A is just phenomenal. I was just there yesterday. Holy shit. When you go into Chick-fil-A, it's either good or great. So sometimes it's good. And then sometimes, like last night, the fries are like fr like immediately fr they're just super fresh. And it's insane. Completely insane. And it do they don't fuck you in the ass as hard. Wendy's is fucking you in the ass. McDonald's, $15 for a value meal? You can get away with uh, $21.52 for two people at uh, Chick-fil-A still. Same with Panera, but Panera's a little gay, but that's right. An Australian man has escaped jail for visiting a Hungry Jack's drive-thru with a visible erection after claiming he was suffering from the effects of Super Viagra. But why does everyone, you know, men especially, especially... Remember when I was a teenager, you always had a problem. You know, it's, it's meme at school. You're, you, you know, you're thinking about things, and then the teacher calls you up, and you got to do all sorts of thing, things. You got to put a book in front of you, act like your, you know, you know, your dick's not hard, and all of that. But no one's pulling their cock out. Okay, it's just you got a problem you got to deal with. Okay, this guy this is no good. David Richardson, a farrier from Humpty Doo, that's a place in Australia, Humpty Doo, pleaded guilty last week. 
in Darwin local court and was given a good behavior bond. Richardson's lawyer, Peter Millay, told the court his client had taken a substance known as Pitbull Super, which is a super Viagra, a substance which contains multiple erectile dysfunction medicines, promises on the packet, gives a man an erection that lasts for days. Yeah, that's too long. That's way too long. Maley said it had the desired effect. I don't think that's normal. You don't want that. A day? What are you going to do for a day? That's like... Gee. Did you see that video? This was the fakest bullshit. It was a cringy TikTok video. And it was this hot chick talking to another hot chick. She was like, oh, I really take care of my man. And she was like, she was like, when he wakes up, he gets to nut. And then, like, basically she was saying that she either sucks his dick or gives him a hand job or fucks him like eight times a day. Bitch. Eight times a day, even if I was 16 or 18 or whenever when it's insane, eight times a day, come on, what are you, maybe five, eight times a day? I don't believe you. Look, if you say we went on vacation and on a couple of days we went eight times, okay, that's fine. But every day, that's not real. You're full of shit. You're totally full of shit. You know, three, no problem. Eight. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. You just, she, it was like a clout thing. It was so put on and contrived. And I, I'm sorry, I just don't find that, that's not realistic. Eight times. Unbelievable. Anyway, whatever. I mean, do what you want, but uh, it's just, uh, it's just not, uh, I don't believe her. I don't believe her at all. After enjoying his time with a number of young ladies, 51-year-old Richardson, I, I imagine they were prostitutes, Reportedly remained rigid, and when his penis began to split, started to panic. What do you mean his penis split? His penis split? And then it says, so he went for a feed. So let me get this straight. Your penis is splitting. I don't even know what the fuck that means. So I guess what? Your penis hole is starting to split? Your dick is splitting? And you say, you know what? I really want some Burger King. That doesn't make any sense. Is this another... You know, this is the problem. It's like when the UK writes articles. They got words that we don't use. So maybe that means something else. Because I don't think, and I've never heard of a split dick being a side effect for Viagra. I've heard of people breaking their dicks. Dennis Rodman, that's a hilarious story. Dennis Rodman, the basketball player, he said one time that he wanted to, uh, he, he wanted to see what would happen if he like jumped onto the bed and like into the girl and he broke his dick and i would argue that's kind of what you get for that what did you think was going to happen dennis that's not and like the girl going along i mean you know i i don't have a vagina so maybe i, I i'm not uh you know maybe i'm missing something but i would imagine that wouldn't be very pleasant um but uh, who knows anyway whatever I, I know it's not like getting kicked in the balls but Anyway, well, do what you want. I mean, you know, it's consenting adults. You're going to have Olympics. You broke your dick. Shit was kind of funny. Maley explained that Richardson's genitals were too sensitive to wear shorts, so he draped a towel over the affected area and went through the drive-thru of Hungry Jack's, the home of the Whopper, across the ditch. Motherfucker, put some fucking pants on and deal with your problem. Stop being a bitch. The NT News reported that his tombsense... T-U-M-E-S-C-E-N-C, -E -E is, is that erection? Was witnessed by a 16-year-old worker who was reduced to tears by the experience. Now, come on, wait, 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 wait
Wait, wait, wait. See, <sighs> I don't know if I buy that. Grossed out, I buy that. If you tell me a 16-year-old looked at an unexpected cock and was grossed out, believable. Disturbed, believable. Brought to tears, uh, I don't know about that. I don't know. That seems a little dramatic. Nauseated? Um, dazed, even. But brought to tears? I don't know. Well, you know, if it's true, then, as I've said before, unexpected cock is just not... It's just not something that uh, anyone likes, quite frankly. And uh, apparently it can bring some women to tears. So, you know, it's just uh, it's a hell of a thing right there. Um, the, case, the case's bizarre details have made headlines worldwide. And in Australia, publications such as the NT News dined out on the fast food fiasco. Boners are better at Hungry Jacks, the paper thundered in a front page headline. That's a pretty good headline. Describing Richardson's actions as a whopper fallacy. That's not as good. It generated vibrant debate on Talkback Radio, where host Ray Hadley described Richardson's explanation as a load of poppycock. The magistrate has tumbled for the greatest load of crap I've ever heard in my life, he claimed. Judge Therese Austin agreed the medication looked dangerous and suggested that Richardson should have considered Uber Eats. He should have been at the doctor, perhaps, not at the Hungry Jack's drive-thru. Austin said there was no evidence of a sexual motivation for Richardson's decision and told him that it had backfired quite dramatically. Handing down a nine-month good behavior bond, Austin told Richardson that he had left the 16-year-old girl who served him traumatized. I can believe that. That I can believe. Just the reduced to t I mean, I guess it's a girl. You, I guess that's possible. I just traumatized. You should have just put traumatized. Okay, because then that means she may have cried, she may not have cried, but it doesn't sound as dramatic. Traumatized, I think, captures the seriousness of the issue. And I can believe that. She said, I hope you never, you're never in a position, in that position again. Unfortunately, you might attract a bit more attention because of what's happened. Richardson spoke to the Daily Mail in the wake of the sentencing. The pill was way too strong. I'm surprised it's legal to sell that stuff. And I was in a lot of pain. I wasn't trying to flash myself at anyone. I just wanted to grab a feed and go home. Richardson claimed it took several days to recover from the effects of Super Viagra. Multiple days erection? That's no good. That is not. Uh, you need to. You need to be able to function. You need to be able to function. Anyway, I don't know. All right, that was breaking news from the internet from Dewey C. If you have an article that you want read on stream, 10 and up, details in the description and also from the bot in the chat. Let's go back to videos. Here is, uh, now, here's, here is an interesting thing happening. Like I said, I have no problem with people arguing that perhaps it's possible that right now Taylor Swift is not being used in a PSYOP. Sure, it's possible. Now, I think she's clearly being used in a PSYOP. And one of the reasons is you have a not only a coordinated media narrative, you have a coordinated uniparty narrative. And I don't know when the last coordinated uniparty narrative was. It might have been George Floyd. Anyway, the Daily Wire is coming out and a bunch of conservative ink people are coming out. Oh, you're crazy that you think Taylor Swift is being uh, used in a psyop and stop criticizing Taylor Swift. Now, here's the where I am going to call total bullshit. First of all, it's totally reasonable to question anything, especially psyops. 
But Mike Benz, uh, I'll see if I can find his. Uh, let, let me go, let me see real quick if I can find it because it, it. I think he's been posting it a lot. Mike Benz, very good follow on Twitter. Uh, breaks down the censorship industry and gay ops pretty good. And uh, let's see, there he is, Mike Ben Cyber. Let's see if he has this video within uh, a reasonable, yes, or no, that's the Atlantic Council. And uh, let's see. So what I'll do if I don't find it within the next 10 to 15 seconds is I will uh, look for it while the video plays. But he basically has this uh, presentation from a, a NATO person. Here we go. Yeah. So, for example, this is one of the slides. So he tweeted, My pickle isn't with Taylor or her love life. It's with NATO and Pentagon contractors plotting to use her. Those are military arms who shouldn't be active in tilting elections for politicians who serve their agendas. They should be letting the chips fall where they may. So here is one of the slides from the presentation where they're talking about Taylor Swift. And uh, let's see, there's also a video. Let's see if we can, uh... oh, actually, I think the video is him doing a bunch of commentary, so it's probably long. But anyway, the point that I'm making is it is not unreasonable and it's not crazy to think that this is happening because if NATO has talked about doing it, it's obviously not crazy. So anyway, it's, uh, oh, here we go. Here it is. Let's watch this video. Here is, here is what I was talking about. So he posted this on January 9th. He says, watch the incredible moment that a rep from the Pentagon's psychological operations research firm pitched NATO's military PSYOPs, their PSYOP Center, pitched their PSYOP Center on turning Taylor Swift into an asset for the Western Military Alliance to stop disinformation on the internet. Here we go, their own fucking words. So the first one that's the most famous um, and the most, um, most common is working with famous people um, or main influencers to share uh, information or a particular message. So I include Taylor Swift in here because... Are you fucking kidding me? NATO! NATO's psychological operations unit! It's on the screen! Center of Excellence. The NATO Center of Excellence in 2019. So, so, so I, again, to the commentators that are arguing that it's crazy to think that it could be a PSYOP, I present this. They're talking about using her. It doesn't mean, and I want to be clear, this is a video from 2019. It doesn't mean, this is not direct evidence that they're currently doing it. I fully uh, concede that. My argument that it's currently happening is circumstantial evidence, and you can do whatever you want with that. That's up to you. I'm saying that it's unreasonable to argue that it's crazy to think it's possible. That's that's it. That's my that's my contention. There's some halfway decent commentators that are arguing that it's crazy to think that this is possible, and I and to them I submit this, and uh, we'll we'll let the rest of the video play. Taylor 
fucking Swift, who I probably rage posted about 1,400 times about as a geopolitical instrument of statecraft because her goddamn IP discography was purchased by the fucking Carlisle Group. The Carlisle Group, the private equity arm of the Iraq war with Dick Cheney on its board and, and the entire Halliburton, Texas, Texas, West Texas oil mafia. They were the, they were the literal funders and profiteers of the, of the entire uh, West Texas military mafia. And, and it was jointly bought by the Carlisle Group and the Soros Group, who's the, who's, the, who's, the, who's the London and New York financier class of West Texas. So the, so the fucking military industrial complex plus its energy stakeholders who rely on the battering ram of the Pentagon, the State Department, the CIA. But Taylor Swift's discography. She had to re-record her own shit last year in order to win her right, in order to have a parallel, parallel tracks to, to, to win back her own rights. And of course she was wheeled out for Biden in, in 2020 in the get out the vote. And what was it, Time she won Time Magazine's Person of the Year this year. Uh, and um, and I think it was the Wall Street Journal that hypothesized that Taylor Swift would be Biden's, quote, secret weapon to win the 2024 election. Oh, and by the way, her Eras tour, which is the, uh, has the economy of, uh, of I think, one of, you know, top 20 nation states by GDP in the entire globe, her, her tour. Um, it, Taylor Swift is, is a cultural battering ram uh, to swing hearts and minds towards the West. Um, uh, and the fact that here in 2019, uh, she is, it is her picture and she is the, the first line of the NATO Psychological Operations Center's personal presentation for artificial intelligence social media censorship techniques because they've worked with her in the past. Sorry if my mic is cracking. Um, uh, and as a key actor who can be trained to spread desired messaging. Okay, I'm not going to pop an artery. So, look, this shit is happening in plain sight. They're doing it in plain sight. And I think what, what I take issue with the most is people who I would argue should know better demonizing uh, uh, skepticism, unacceptable. Unacceptable. After everything we've gone through, it is, I don't care if you're skeptical of something that I think is obvious. That's, it's still completely fine to be skeptical. The idea that it's crazy to be skeptical, even, look, yet, yeah, does it sound wild, right, that this guy to cut his father's head off, does it sound like wild? Like, why, you know, that maybe it was a fake head? I mean, I could see why, why you could say like, oh, that might be a little too crazy, but we're well past all that now. PSYOPs are nonstop and they're getting worse and more frequent. And and I'm not saying it means that you have to believe this thing is a PSYOP or that thing's a PSYOP and this other thing is not a PSYOP. I'm just saying that it's bullshit to act like people who are skeptical are doing something crazy. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. Um, and so now you have David Pakman who is like, oh, they're saying the Super Bowl is rigged, so Taylor Swift. Um, 
can endorse Joe the Biden. The MAGA right and right wing media are now arguing that there is a wide ranging conspiracy in which the Kansas City Chiefs don't really deserve to be in the Super Bowl. The NFL has rigged the refereeing such that the non deserving Chiefs will make it to the Super Bowl so that Travis Kelsey's girlfriend, Taylor Swift, will get some opportunity at the um, I, I guess in the immediate aftermath of the game when they are handing over the trophy, Taylor Swift will get a microphone stuck in front of her and she will endorse Joe Biden on the national stage. This is the conspiracy that they are alleging exists. Rolling Stone has an article uh, explaining it all. Right wingers say Super Bowl is rigged so Taylor Swift can endorse Biden. It's all really stupid, writes Nikki McCann Ramirez. The article is worth reading, but there's a bunch of these examples. Conspiracy theorist Jack Pazaviak says thinking about when Taylor Swift called out the Soros family in 2019 for buying the rights to her music and then how she came out as a super liberal in 2020. That's suspicious. And then failed presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy says, I wonder who's going to win the Super Bowl next month. And I wonder if there is a major presidential endorsement coming from an artificially culturally propped up couple this fall. Just some wild speculation over here. But let's see how it ages over the next eight months. There are other uh, examples here as well. D.C. Drano. Uh, where is D.C. Drano? D.C. Drano says, dear San Francisco, 40 is another right wing nut. Dear San Francisco 49ers, we've all been roasting your city for years, but I am offering a two week truce. No more jokes about poop on the streets and open air drug markets. No calling out the record levels of homelessness that magically disappear. I'm trying to get this on the screen the right way. It's not looking good. That magically disappeared for three days to welcome a communist dictator. None of that. For two weeks, 99% of America will be 49ers fans, but in turn, you must defeat the chiefs. More of these Mike Crispy saying the NFL is totally rigged for the Kansas City Chiefs, Taylor Swift and Mr. Pfizer. All to spread Democrat propaganda, propaganda, calling it now. Kansas City wins, goes to Super Bowl. Swift comes out at the halftime show and endorses Joe Biden with Kelsey at midfield. It's been an op since day one. And this is a favorite word. They they think that if they come up with terms like psyop, that it makes it more believable. And I, I, they've never that, that's not the argument. That's not the argument at all. You're just making that up. Honestly, it probably does to a lot of their followers. The end wokeness Twitter account says what's happening with Taylor Swift is not organic and natural. It's an op. We all feel it. We all know it. So this is beautiful. And again, this is getting every single commentator, every commentator, David Pakman, the Young Turks, every corporate media channel, MSNBC, they have run a segment like this, multiple segments like this. This is one of the, from the standpoint of quantity, this is one of the larger coordinated narratives. That tells you right there, there's something going on that they're this outraged. And I think part of it could be if enough people realize that this is the plan, maybe they won't do it. So uh, this is going to be very interesting to see if they do it, because if they do it now, it's going to be like, yeah, told you.
this. And also running these psyops during the information age with a populace that's catching on. That's the thing right now. The population is catching on at levels we've not seen before. Normies are catching on. People like Joe Rogan are catching on. Not at like a high level, but they're catching on to this. And the more and more people that catch on and the more skeptical, skepticism is healthy and righteous, the more skeptical the populace is, the harder it is for them to pull gay ops like this. Is Taylor Swift derangement syndrome. It's messed up their brains and maybe the Kansas City Chiefs will win. And so his argument is that you have a messed up brain. That's the argument. Maybe Taylor Swift will endorse Joe Biden and they will be convinced it is a so-called psyop. How do you cure these people? Let me know. in a So comment. that's that's genocidal rhetoric. He wants to kill us. That's what he means. Trump. Uh, and now this is another one. This is a second video from Pacman. This is a second video about it. Taylor Swift derangement syndrome has now hit Fox News. This is absolutely delightful to see Taylor Swift, who I could not have cared less about up until about a year ago when she started saying, hey, I'm going to register voters. Now she's dating. I don't even know the dude's name. It's one of the Kelsey's who plays for the Kansas City Chiefs. The growing ire with uh, Taylor Swift is stunning to see. We were early on this story. OK, as soon as she started focusing on voter registration, I came to you and I said, I couldn't care less about her music. But to the extent that she's telling people, young people, hey, you should vote. Voting is something you should be looking to do. Get registered, figure out how to get involved in the political system. That's great. And apparently it's a systemic and structural danger to the American right wing. Check out some of these clips. They are now obsessed with Taylor Swift over at Fox News. So, you know, you can't turn on the TV, scroll through your phone, watch a football game. Oh, my gosh. There they are. Without seeing her, Taylor Swift is only getting bigger. And now boyfriend Travis Kelsey has gone to the Super Bowl. It is reaching such a fever pitch that she is reportedly at the top of the Biden campaign's wish list wow. for 2024 surrogates. And there the idea go. was even tossed around to send the president on to a stop on her era's tour. Let's bring in Outkick.com host Charlie Arnold. Charlie, thank you very much. You know, she she has sent out tweets before supporting Joe Biden, uh -huh. so they're not necessarily barking up the wrong tree here. That could happen. Yeah, she endorsed him in 2020. She definitely doesn't look wishy-washy, but actually it's funny. You and I, before we started this segment, we both said that we were cheering for the opposite team, the Ravens, to beat out the Chiefs just because we have had enough of Taylor Swift for now. They are sick of her. They are sick of her. But here's the facts. Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl, and now there's an online plea circulating that is begging people to become Niners fans for the next two weeks. Just <laughs> so it doesn't raise Travis Kelsey, a.k.a. Mr. Pfizer's star power, along with, of course, Taylor Swift. Mr. Pfizer, because Kelsey is vaccinated and has said, hey, I he think is a propagandist for Pfizer, just like you were. Vaccine's a good thing. Mr. Pfizer. Because it is so scary. He's Mr. Pfizer. You're Mr. Faggot. There's a recent poll. One fifth of Taylor Swift fans said they would back whichever candidate that she endorsed. Wow. You know, let's be honest. A lot of her fan base are 15 year old girls who can't vote anyways. <laughs> a lot of the others are already liberal women who would support the DNC no matter what. Liberal women. But there's a lot of other people who need to be careful because she doesn't do what she says. Like, for example, the other day, yesterday, she flew private from New York City to Baltimore. Ooh. Yet she constantly talks about climate change. So. Just please don't believe everything Taylor Swift says. We're all begging you. 
Yeah, you know, I, I mean, there you go. Fox News calling out the hypocrisy of Taylor Swift. Fox News hasn't cared about hypocrisy for a very long time. Fox News calling out the private plane usage of Taylor Swift. They Trump owns a 757 and flies around to again, retarded faggot. Donald Trump doesn't talk shit about saving the environment. That's the issue. It doesn't matter. Our side doesn't believe your fucking gay bullshit about climate change. Completely slurring. At least most of us sweaty rallies with it for no reason whatsoever other than self-aggrandizement. At least people are paying for the shows Taylor Swift is flying to. They did another segment attacking her. I, let's actually listen. Let's make sure this is a, a different segment. We have had enough of Taylor Swift for now, but here's the facts. Chiefs are going to the Super OK, no. So this is part of the same segment. All right. And uh, then they Fox News publishing an article also about her flying in a private jet called Touchdown. Taylor Swift lands in Baltimore ahead of AFC championship jet belches tons of CO2 emissions. All of a sudden, they care a lot about people flying private. Folks, they are terrified of Taylor Swift. Understand uh, bullshit. That They're calling out your fucking psyop, bitch. That if Taylor Swift didn't matter, if Taylor Swift didn't represent a potential challenge to the domination of Mac. And it's such goddamn gaslighting. They show this bitch a hundred times in a game and then people are like, you know, I'm kind of tired of this. And they're like, you're obsessed with her. A Trumpism, because I'll be honest, she's registering voters in numbers that we aren't seeing anybody else do. That's a lot. That's, that's total bullshit. If she totally did not represent up. the threat, they would not be giving her the time of day. And what this is extraordinarily uh, a surprise. I guess it's not surprising. What this is leading to is straight up Taylor Swift conspiracy theories. And that's what I want to talk about. What a bitch. All right. Next one. Tim Pool is losing it, according to Sam Cedar. I do think that there is a point here, unfortunately. Will you remind me to uh, get uh, Tim Heidecker on the show because he's been doing great reporting on Tim Pool as of late. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I got to, you know, I'm thinking maybe it's time we bury the hatchet. Right. Uh, you know, with Heidecker. But um, I guess we missed this. The Iowa caucuses were what now, uh, like uh, two or three weeks ago. And um, Tim Poole went to cover the Iowa caucuses live. Now, we bring this up now because it seems like Tim is having some type of um, crisis, like existential crisis. The other day we covered him, you know, really uh, sounding sad about how um, hard his job is and how he could be a millionaire without even having to do his second show. And when he has the second show, he's letting people in the, the, the compound who are pouring uh, bacon grease down the, down into his uh, sink and, and anybody, death threats. anybody with a septic system knows that you don't want to do that. I mean, really, you don't want to do it in general. I mean, cause it coagulates. It, it's just a problem. And uh, apparently he uh, did a, a live Timcast from the Iowa uh, during the Republican caucuses with Laura Loomer, which I did not realize. And she is a um, she's a thought thing. leader. What was the tweet? Do we should should we show the tweet first? We showed no? it. Yeah, we're well, we him going through the stuff. If you want to see that. Oh yeah, let's just put this tweet up. Yeah, really quick. Um, and this is is this the tweet that set him off? Oh no no, no. this was just Will Summer who, who was pointing out that. Tim has kind of been on a on a oh, okay. streak. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah, all right, yeah, and and here is uh, okay. So here here yeah. is uh, uh, Tim uh, Pool. 
uh, live in Iowa a couple of weeks ago. Everything else is gone. I mean, that, that, I, yeah. that one was like just, just I, I, I still time. think I, 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 we need an acknowledgement from 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 Donald about what happened to Operation Warp Speed. There's been a lot of Americans that that have been injured. One of them was here at the. I'm tunnel. so sick of talking we, about we, this. We have It's still a major Listen. issue because yeah, this was a major dick move by Tim Pool. Let's just say he, he comes into office. Uh, the CIA, Peter Daszak, Echo Health Alliance, all they have to do is restart and do whatever they did again be, be, because there, I'm, there I'm, isn't, there isn't a, a conversation about, hey, I learned my lesson. Hey, there's some mistakes. I, I should have done something better. Absolutely not. It is not Trump derangement syndrome. It's very disrespectful to say that Luke has Trump derangement syndrome. Very disrespectful. Absolutely not. When still he's telling people to, to get boosted just a few freaking months the, the, ago. The policies, and, and it's funny when I see journal like these these centrist type journalists who don't like donald trump actually arguing with with people over this and they're, they're putting things like man i really don't like trump but operation warp speed was therapeutics and vaccines by choice it was never forcing yeah. people to get medical treatments and when that happened he came out and said they shouldn't be doing this and now years later i'm, I'm, I'm just like dude it's four years later okay i get it yeah we, we should never forget how bad those things were but it's weird to me that we look at these blue state governors who literally murdered people in new york and it's like, but Donald Trump, it, it funded also, scientific can research. I just say something too? Too? Can I just too say something, too? Can It goes back to the concept of revolution. Look, I understand people have to provide for their families. And so I'm not trying to sound like a cold-hearted bitch with what I'm about to say. But everybody has choices. Everybody has free will. And I'm really sick and tired of listening people to people say things like, oh, I would have lost my job. Or, oh, well, you know, I would have been fired. You either stand for, you either stand for something or you fall for everything. And if more people in this country would have stood up and taken to the streets and fought back against these tyrannical lockdowns. President the doors of Twitter uh, back in the day, literally chained yeah. herself to the doors of Twitter. Um, Trump never forced the vaccine on anyone. President Trump never forced extended lockdowns. President Trump never forced people to wear masks. But Trump people told people, told, people allowed Trump their children to Thomas be forcefully Macy, vaccinated. Who was against lockdowns. Trump <laughs> attacked Sweden, who decided not to lock down. That's a fact. I still this, this, want this, this, an acknowledgement of it. And because we don't have an acknowledgement of okay, it, okay. Because, because Trump still believes that the, okay. the vaccine no, saved okay, millions okay, of dude, hundreds listen, of millions of lives, let me take it the into scenario no, 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 could, I'm, I'm, could again the, unfold. Okay, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you why I'm done with this. Because the anti-Trump people say Trump did the exact same thing Ron DeSantis did, but Trump was wrong when he did it. And then the test people are like, DeSantis did the same thing that Trump did, but this was right when he... I'm like, dude, in the beginning of COVID, in the lockdowns, Donald Trump said 15 days to slow the spread. And we were all, not everybody, but a lot of people were like, okay, well, we don't know what's going on. And now that we have hindsight, you have people being like, Ron was correct. No, Trump was correct. No, Ron, dude. I don't think we need to adjudicate for yeah. what happened four years ago. Now that we have hindsight and we can talk about it today, but my, this, that is not fair. And, 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 and now what's going to happen is if you have to jump on this, now what's going to happen? Everyone's going to just keep going back to four years. Four years ago. Four years ago. Four years ago. I'm asking. I'm asking. What happens next year? Can we get can we get an AG that actually looks into the creation, the funding, all that, and prosecute? Can we arrest Fauci? Can we please arrest Fauci? We can't. All I'm trying to say is that. You know, people have their opinions, very strong opinions about COVID. I'm, you know, the biggest Trump supporter there is, and I never took the vaccine, never got boosted, never will. I'm, a, I'm a proud anti-vaxer. But I Trump just did want, get boosted. Right? I just want to see more personal. I'm losing my fucking mind. I feel mind. like I'm moderating you guys a zero hedge the debate. Fuck up. Yeah, dude. Shut this the is what I felt up. like yeah. at the zero hedge debate, dude, by the way. Holy fucking shit. Let's just not we talk over it. each other. I have had this debate yeah. seven thousand times. Hey, when you've not had it on your show. 
I've not seen you have it on your show. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm losing my fucking yeah, mind. I am so over people being like, Trump was bad because Trump did a thing. No, that I we agree did, with we, you. We, we did not know what was happening four years ago. And now we are four years on with mass illegal immigration, 10,000 people per day. And you're talking yes. about a vaccine program for four years ago. Uh, uh, and, and, and here we go again. The, the comments were made a couple of weeks ago. By, uh, by Donald Trump about this. Donald Trump so came out and said it should be your choice. Yes, that's my point. We're done. He said you should get. Do you guys think that the reason why yes. we talk okay. about okay, okay, is... okay, all right, let's let's solve this. I'm not talk to a doctor. Talk to a doctor. Oh my God! Wow. It's wild to see uh, Tim Pool and Laura Loomer um, <laughs> being the, the voices of reason. reason. <laughs> so, according to Sam Cedar in that video, Tim Pool was the voice of reason, was he? Oh, okay, very interesting. Amazing. Tim Pool pleasing Anna Kasparian and Sam Cedar in the same week. Good job. I, I just think he's he's getting sick of it. He's getting sick of it. Probably some administrative stuff being annoying in the background too. A lot of administrative stuff probably he's dealing with. You do get the sense that he's like gearing up to like maybe downshift. If Donald Trump doesn't win. He's going to run away. So, yeah, I watched Sticks on Tim Pool. It was about as I expected. I thought Sticks did a fine job. He was completely composed. I think he did fine. Um, my issue with the Tim Pool show, it's the same thing, is that um, the guests usually don't get that much of a chance to talk. But then the, what really makes it unwatchable is the fart huffing. No matter what they're talking about, eventually it's going to be turned into Tim Pool humbly bragging about what he has and the money he makes and then he sucks his own cock at, at levels of of like delusions of grandeur that are just uh laughable like that he's he's gonna change the culture by opening a coffee shop and he's winning and like what he's doing is winning the culture war he argued for people to vote the ben shapiro tom mcdonald song to number one and by doing that you're gonna change the culture and it's like delusional it's completely delusional i think what happened is he, he caught a lot of success he caught lightning in a bottle and uh he got very rich and uh, he he does not have people. He doesn't keep people around him that tell him the truth. And so uh, it 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 now is a situation where he's in his bubble, and his perceptions are just way off. The perception of himself, the the perception of how effective he's being with his quote unquote changing the culture, and like you're constantly talking all this shit about like free speech and having people that say um, transgressive things. But who says anything transgressive? I mean, some people say things slightly transgressive, but you, you don't really have the true transgressors on. You know, there's no, you know, everything involved in your operation has rules, whether it's the Discord or the membership. No, you, you, all these rules, you're not allowed to say this. You're not allowed to say that. You're not allowed to talk about this. You're not allowed to talk about that. Bro, you're the status quo. You're the status quo that's just not completely AIDS. You're a little bit of AIDS, but you're not com you're not like complete leftist AIDS. But you're you're not at all a change. This is like the idea that Ben Shapiro and um, and Tom McDonald are a change. You got the number one Zionist? No, what what Ben Shapiro represents is a shift back to the Bush years. That's all that that is. 
if Ben Shapiro gets popular as a rapper, it's basically going to be like uh, uh, if if like a popular pro Bush guy back in the day. You know, I don't know who that would be. Maybe it was a country music singer. I don't know. You know, conservatives had more influence back in the early 2000s than they do now. And and I think they have to try to get that back. But the answer is not pivoting back to the Bush years. The answer is destroying the Overton window and letting in as much of the Internet as possible. I know that's not maybe that's 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 my personal uh, thing that I want to see happen. There's not really many people that could do that, though, because you need a huge platform and you need like you need to somehow it's a very tough calculation you need to like maybe be like a comedian that's funny that's very popular so popular that there's nothing you can do about it you know and people with that platform size usually aren't going to take the risk you know there's not many people that could do that rogan's one that could and look i make no mistake by the way rogan has better guests than tim pool at least joe rogan i will say this as much of you know, as much of a normie that you could argue he is, it was, in my opinion, really fantastic that during COVID, he had on McCullough and all of the wrong thinkers. That was a big deal, in my opinion, because he had them on when it was forbidden. He had Dr. McCullough on and Malone on when it was forbidden to talk about that shit, and he had them on anyway. That was really good, um, and uh, so so I would say. Uh, Frankly, if you're going to compare the two, Joe Rogan is doing way more to change the culture than Tim Pool. And I'm not I'm not going to argue that Joe Rogan is changing the cu- culture. I'm saying compared to Tim Pool, he is. Because at least with Rogan, you have conversations about um, the vaccine and COVID that are com- that are, for the most part, pretty spot on. And uh, that's in front of tens of millions of people. And... Uh, yeah, it's really I I I I'm rooting for Tim Pool. I've been very critical over the past year because it's just been so over the top at this point the re- re- retardation. But I am rooting for him. I ru- I'm rooting for all these people. I I want them to do well. But you know the status quo is just not going to cut it. You can do the status quo. It's your channel. You can do whatever you want. But huffing your own farts like you're changing the culture that is not a culture change at all. Um comedians talking about forbidden topics and that's that's a and like look i'm not saying you have to say nigger or faggot i'm not saying you have to do that but if if you're selling people an uncensored thing you gotta have something that's at least transgressive in my opinion you know i'm not saying you have to do it i'm saying that like if you're like, oh, this is the uncensored version of the show. Well, no one's really saying anything that's like... Now, I remember back in the day, if you watch something uncensored, you'd hear fucking... Absolutely, you'd be like, holy shit, this is so profane. Oh, my God, this is naughty. It's not naughty. It's just like, you know, fucking shit. And that's fine. You know, like, I, like I said, you don't have to be a nigger guy, okay? You don't have to be a faggot guy. But you need nigger and faggot guys. Now, by the way, we're, we are getting them. And the number's growing. Have you seen how Faggot is making a return on Twitter? So, I don't know the origins of it, okay? I don't know how Faggot got to this point. But I saw the Hotch twins using it. I saw their people are trying to bring it back. And uh, that's, I'm really, I'm, I'm happy to see that. So there's this thing on Twitter. Now, 
they were like, hey, it's really good. And it was going around all of Twitter today. People were saying, and the Hodge twins uh, were, were saying this. I think they're pretty fun. They make me laugh. The Hodge twins make me laugh. Uh, yeah, you make me laugh, you know, you're good. Anyway, they were like uh, talking about how apparently there's like this effort on the conservative side of the internet to bring back faggot and retard. And, and, and they said that there seems to be like headway when it comes to Twitter. Now, I would disagree that there's headway because there was a viewer the other day that uh, when I was uh, memeing about the racial epithet stock market, the, uh, the faggot girl uh, with the red hair uh, had said something about faggot. And I, uh, oh, she uh, tweeted something about how the word faggot had been tweeted like 2.6 million times. So I put up the faggot chart from the racial epithet stock market. And I said, I'm bullish on FGT. That's faggot, right? Okay. And then... Um, then Anomaly uh, came out and pointed out that that article was from 2012. So then I, uh, again, memeing completely, I wrote, sell, 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 okay? And then posted the chart. So I denied a viewer that said, okay, we're going to pump uh, faggot retard. So then I retweeted that and I said, some, I forget, I think I said I'm bullish on uh, whatever the faggot retard abbreviation would be. Three seconds later, the tweet that my viewer posted was was removed and it was like this violated twitter's terms of service so i'm not seeing it in practice as it uh, as twitter allowing it but i'm very pleased to see more and more people bringing back retard and faggot you have to bring back all the words and the reason is because they use these words to control people that's why they must be allowed to be said you don't have to say them any, it, I'm not, there's no requirement. There's no faggot requirement. Okay. But some people have to say them. And the more people that say them, the less power they have. These words have to have no power and they can't be used to control us anymore. Okay. So it looks like they're making headway on retard and faggot. But you know what, what's going on? Do you hear that? That's a nigger knocking. Nigger is knocking. And Nigger is saying, I appreciate what you're doing with faggot and retard, but uh, don't forget about me, the number one word, because that's the next level. I don't know who's going to do that. Who's going to be the Nigger guy? I don't know. And I'm not, like, here's the thing. My platform's not big enough. We need a person on a big platform to do it. I don't think they're going to do it. I don't think it's going to happen. It's possible it never happens. But just, and by the way, I am... I am content with the progress of faggot and retard. I'm not shitting on that. That's phenomenal and that needs to happen. And you can argue that needs to happen before nigger. No problem. But don't forget nigger because nigger is going to come knocking. Okay. And, uh, you know, we're going to have to see. Um, that Hispanic girl says it. And uh, she's also, a, she's faggot girl number two, Perez. Uh, there was a clip of her reading Super Chats and she said it freely. And I was like, see, I respect that. I like her. I, I, as long as you don't apologize. If you apologize, I'm going to tell you to go fuck yourself because then you're helping them. But if you're not apologizing and you keep saying it, good. Good for you. I don't think... Uh, what was she with Stu Peters or not with Stu Peters anymore? I don't care. Stu Peters is very transgressive. I like him. He's, he's going hard at Israel. So, uh, hey, salute. Salute Stu Peters. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't care what subject it is. But... I just, you, you need, if, if we're in an era 
where a lot of shit's being talked about free speech, especially from people like Elon Musk and Conservative Inc. Well, these people have to be put to the test. If you really believe in free speech, then people need to be able to talk about the Holocaust and they need to be able to say racial epithets, all of them. They need to be able to talk about, you know, whatever else you're not allowed to talk about. And, um, and, it, and, and, and things are happening. I said, Alex Jones, whether you like the interview or not, uh, or if you like the fact that he took it, took it down. I mean, I don't like the fact that he took it down, but he did have one brother, Nathaniel. He's a top five, uh, uh, top five, um, uh, what's the word again? I, I was just using the, uh, uh, what the hell is the word? Holy shit, I was just talking about it. Uh, anyway, whatever. He is a, uh, a top five wrong thinker. We'll go with uh, transgressive, transgressive, yeah. He transgresses. He criticizes Jews in a very poetic and sing-songy way while dressed as a priest. That's fantastic. But anyway, he's an absolute top five transgressive and Alex Jones had him on the show. So we'll see what Alex Jones does next. He had the Kanye West thing. That was phenomenal. So you just got to have more people on that'll say things that people don't like. So we'll see what happens. But uh, Tim Pool is not that guy. He's pretending to be that guy. He's not that guy. Taylor Swift driving conservatives insane. See, again, this is a major coordinated media narrative. This is uh, Sam Cedar. We may wade into this uh, burning scandal that is uh, unfolding this uh, sort of like rolling coup that we're seeing uh, that involves uh, Taylor Swift. And uh, is it Kelsey? Is he yeah, the, Travis like Kelsey? A, yeah, no, David. Is, like is he a tight end for the Chiefs? He's a tight end for the Chiefs, that's right. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty obvious what's uh, happening here, which is why yeah. all of these right wingers have signed on to it. It is, incre- it, it is incredible, uh, both A, how bat crap crazy uh, some people are in this country, and B, how completely shameless uh, folks like Vivek Ramaswamy and, um, and I don't know, Tim Poole and, and others are in promoting this theory uh, for money, the the combination of both complete shamelessness and assumption of utter stupidity and insanity on behalf of their audiences is fascinating to me. It really is. It's like we're you know when you see these people talk about it. Well, we'll we'll get into it later. But when you see these people talk about it, what you're seeing is like you're seeing the reflection in a mirror or like uh, you're seeing like a shadow and the thing that's the the initial object that's creating that reflection or that initial object that is creating that shadow just may be so disturbing we i remember i remember we were talking about with rogan when matt was like you know sometimes it's my mates as if rogan is just getting stoned and having a panic attack and we're just hearing it it feels a lot like that like these guys are so perturbed by the relationship that they are just literally having a meltdown psychiatrically in, in regards to it and how they're and how they're basically processing how much they can't stand this celebrity couple it's unbelievable i, I know why they do this but I just, it, it, it's just the level of shamelessness is just amazing. The total obsession, and I, and I will also concede that I am probably a little bit of an outlier in that, like, I literally had to look at the preview of the Taylor Swift uh, documentary last night to see what she looks like 
I had never, like, I had had no awareness. I had no idea that she was such a huge star. Yeah, Sam, you're probably, especially in this country, like, you're probably one of, like, 300. <laughs> I, I will grant, I will grant that I'm a bit of an outlier. And I will have to also say that, like, I, the, I found the preview to be too long. Uh, just like the, like, I was like, I can't, there's no, no. I, I've, I feel like I've learned everything I need to learn about Taylor Swift. But... The right's obsession with um, particularly young women who they can attack is is fascinating. Mm. I mean, it's been the case whether it's, you know, when Janine was uh, uh, talking against the Iraq war, I mean, the they would salivate O'Reilly, Hannity, Hannity, they would salivate over having her on so they could attack her. It was ratings gold for Fox News. Um, and, you know, uh, the the woman, what was the, the woman who, who testified about uh, trying to get contraception for free? Was it Sandra Fluke or something yeah, Fluke, like that? Yeah, Fluke, yep. I mean, uh, uh, Rush Limbaugh, like, revived his career on attacking her. I mean, there's example after example after example. And they are so obsessed by this that they have actually caused me to watch the preview of her documentary. And anybody who knows me means, you know, like understands just how far I had to be pushed. That's huge. That's huge. Here is, apparently there is a huge sort of like, and it's not just this guy. Vivek uh, tweeted about this. Everyone in the right-wing ecosphere are convinced that there is some master plan about the idea that Taylor Swift may endorse Joe Biden. And it's supposedly going to change the outcome of the election. It is fascinating. Here is OIN's Allison Steinberg. Um, and this is, there's a, uh, well, I, uh, let the clip speak for itself. The first one that's the most famous um, and the most um, most common is working with famous people um, or main influencers to share uh, information or a particular message. So I include Taylor Swift in here. So it's surprising that they're playing this video. Let's see how they defend it. Well, what you just watched there was the incredible moment that a rep from the Pentagon Psychological Operations That's Research a real Firm pitched NATO's military psyop center on turning Taylor Swift into an asset back in 20. 20- was that the voice of Joe Rogan? 19. Now we've talked about this on the show. Oh, is that are they fucking around and they played that before? But now we have to talk about it again, because a new poll conducted by Redfield and Wilton Strategies found that 18% of voters say they're significantly more likely to vote for a candidate endorsed by Taylor Swift. (laughs) It's reported the 2024 presidential election will see 8 million new voters in the U.S. electorate and a total of 41 million Gen Z voters, many of whom are obviously influenced by celebrities and social media. And seeing as T-Swift has a whopping 94.9 million followers on X alone compared to Trump's inactive account with 87 million and Biden's POTUS account with a measly 33 million, half of which are probably bots, let's be honest, I'd say, yeah, that's probably reason for concern. 
especially when you take into account the fact that George Soros and the Carlyle Group own Taylor Swift and her music. After I was denied the chance to purchase my music outright, my entire catalog was sold to Scooter Braun's Ithaca Holdings in a deal that I'm told was funded by the Soros family, 23 Capital, and the Carlyle Group. Yet, to this day, none of these investors have ever bothered to contact me or my team directly to perform their due diligence on their investment, on their investment in me, to ask how I might feel about the new owner of my art. Well, yeah, Soros might own her music, but the devil surely owns her soul. Um, we all know Taylor Wait, can I just pause it one second? <laughs> what, you got a problem with that? The devil I don't quite, I don't quite follow soul. the logic here that she's like, She's she gets criticizing off Soros. Of music. <laughs> She's you very publicly criticizing devil, George Soros. So again, retards, they played a, a NATO psyops person talking about using Taylor Swift. No, nothing? You're just going to ignore that? <laughs> you go to the crossroads. You make a deal with the devil. You, and you criticize the devil publicly. You, 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 you basically prevent me from owning my art. You own it and exploit it for your own means. Don't contact me. I criticize you. And then in response to that, I give you my soul. Uh, okay, I guess. Makes sense to me. I, there you go. That's the deal you make I need with the devil. I need to log into she's, OAN more. Dude, she's not a business person. That's why she made such a bad deal with the devil. Look, it's a bad deal. She made a bad deal. She made a bad deal. It was, uh, there was a give, and then there was another give. Might own her music, but the devil surely owns her soul. We all know Taylor Swift openly perpetuates all the mainstream liberal talking points. She's very pro-LGBT. She supports abortion. Oh, wow. She condemned white supremacy during the BLM riots of 2020. She despises Quotes. Trump. And now look, the mainstream media is massively pushing the pop star to continue furthering their agenda. She suddenly becomes political, and now she's plastered all over magazines, airports, the NFL, and now even the Super Bowl. It's just 24-7 nauseating. I, I have to, the idea, this is not, uh, I'm not a, I'm not a Taylor Swift fan. Um, I'm from North Dakota, and actually, like, she was big in North Dakota as a country singer when I was there, and she's kind of crossed over is my sense but there's not this isn't remotely artificial like she, the, she comes when she was touring last summer she would shut metro areas down <laughs> minneapolis is literally like hey if you they're aren't not going, arguing that her um f fans aren't real they're arguing that there's a democrat psyop going on right now to the Taylor Swift concert, please stay home this weekend it's like a because blizzard. Yeah, it's like a blizzard essentially. <laughs> um, so I think that's probably why. And what's really happening oh, here? Oh, is and I wonder if the reason why um, uh, the deep state didn't make her so popular wasn't because they wanted her to endorse Biden. Um, well, think about that, did you, Matt? The, the problem is, like, I think they thought she was kind of like maybe an asset early on because of the whole like I'm a, a Christian country music singer. Um, born on a uh, um, Christmas tree farm. Um, 
and she's wait is she, a, is she was she a christian uh country she singer? was christian coded i think i don't know i wasn't following her that close but early on in her career she was more like a, like, a, like a 17 year old actual like country coded pop country pop singer now she's okay. very and, much like a pop and so like star. and she's slowly like 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 the person um this uh, newscaster um pointed out like she has been slowly getting more and more political in yeah. a way that's like i mean you know saying <laughs> i support lgbt people um you know getting radical super like political, that super political and, uh, and see so, again gaslighting fuckers pretending that's not political now like okay she's not going to be a conservative for us so now the sort of and she's an avenue towards you know attention for a lot of these people yeah. now and now even the super bowl it's just 24 7 <laughs> nauseating coverage and we're supposed to pretend we don't see the psyop Look, we all know what's happening with Taylor Swift is not organic and it's not natural. It's a coordinated <laughs> marketing campaign by Democrats to leverage celebrities to excite their base into coming out and voting. They know Joe Biden is incapable of doing that. So instead, they have to use their Hollywood puppets to propagate a narrative that'll influence the absent-minded masses. I mean, come on, they did it once before. Why not do it again? And this time, go really hard and double down all the way. Isn't it interesting? She just so happens to be dating Kansas City Chiefs oh. tight end Travis Kelsey, better known as Mr. Pfizer. Oh, who's now also uh, sorry. The Super Bowl he's better known well. actually. He's better known as uh, tight end uh, in the NFL for the Kansas City Chiefs. Unbelievable! <laughs> this is amazing. He was. This he is was amazing. It. And the amazing thing is, I want to make this clear: this is not just her. This is not just no. the, yeah. uh, Allison Steinberg. This is like throughout the entire conservative media ecosphere. Th th yeah, they're calling it right in your face and you're all freaking out. That's why every single one of you are making a video about it. This is the theory they have of what's going on, that somehow uh, 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 Taylor Swift was artificially made famous. No, that's not the argument. You're making a straw man, total straw man. And then, in a way, distinct from other celebrities, and then decided to start dating this football player from a team that they manufactured their winnings so that they get to the Super Bowl, yes, yes. so that they could install her at the Super Bowl. Is she doing the halftime show? No, <laughs> she just might be there because she's dating him. Well, why did Usher's the doing the halftime show? Have her do the halftime show. And she could have That's done the obvious, halftime Sam. show, and at the end, just like pull off her uh, costume and have like a Biden shirt. There. No, exactly. You look at the amount of celebrities who endorsed Hillary in 2016. <laughs> Remarkable, I would imagine. Like, I think, I don't know. But also, just to be clear about the Mr. Pfizer thing, if anyone doesn't know, Travis Kelsey was in a Pfizer commercial encouraging people to get vaccinated, which is why um, New York Jets quarterback, Mr. I mean, Aaron Rodgers called him Mr. Pfizer, which is ah, where that comes okay. from. He yeah. was mad about that. Okay. Travis Kelsey, better known as Mr. Pfizer. Oh, who's now also going to the Super Bowl, which is sponsored by, you guessed it, Pfizer. What a coincidence. Anyway, how shameful is it the New York Post further pushes the propaganda, putting this story first above the headline regarding the three U.S. servicemen who were killed in the drone strike in Jordan <laughs> it's yesterday. It's all PSYOP. Amazing. Really goes to show where our priorities lie as a nation. It's rather disgusting, but I digress. America's pop star celebrity sweetheart joins forces with the top dog in the NFL, playing for the team that's going to the Super Bowl. I mean, let's be real here. This is bread and circuses on steroids.
Major League Sports in and of itself is nothing but a psyop. Oh. Get kids plugged into the cycle of going to public indoctrination camps, playing sports for their school, and going to games. Many end up devoting their entire childhood to competing in various sports. Now it's all against you. Sports is a huge psyop. Is that what's going on now? That's what's wild to me is like, if you like take a breath and like try to forget where you are, it sounds, I've heard this come from like the, like the. Yeah, I don't know if I buy that all sports are a psyop, but uh, this is definitely a psyop. Here is uh, the homosexual prostitute from Miami Vice covering. So it wasn't David Pakman. It's Kyle Kalinske claiming that the guy's a MAGA terrorist. All right. So this story came out last night, y'all. And it was a, it's a late addition to the show here, but we had to throw it in. Man beheads federal employee father and calls for revolution against Biden regime and army of illegal immigrants. His rhetoric echoed that of right-wing extremists and the MAGA movement. So this is the guy right here. I'm not going to play the video for you because not only would the video be nuked, potentially the entire channel would be nuked if I reposted the video. But he literally posted a video and showed his dad's head, which he took off of his body. In a gruesome incident in... Goddamn Donald Trump, why you do that? Middleton Township, Pennsylvania, a 32-year-old man named Justin Mon decapitated his 68-year-old father, Michael Mon, Mon, however you say it, a federal government employee of more than 20 years. Following the horrifying act, Justin recorded a 14-minute video, which he later posted on YouTube, where he displayed his father's severed head. The video included a disturbing rant in which Justin blamed the federal government for various issues, including woke mobs and the perceived destruction of the United States by migrants. <clears throat> Mon, a self-described yeah. commander of what he called Mon's militia, declared a revolution against the Biden regime and the army of illegal immigrants. He urged a call to action for American patriots to join him. This sort of rhetoric has become normalized in right-wing spaces and echoes talking points one would find on a typical broadcast by Fox News or at a Trump rally. Similar language is often used by Republican members of Congress. Showing his father's severed head to the camera, Justin said, This is the head of Mike Mon, a federal employee of over 20 years, and my father. He is now in hell for eternity as a traitor to his country. Despite the graphic content, the video re remained on YouTube for six hours before being taken down. In the clip, Mon not only showcased the bloodied head in a plastic bag, but also declared... A $1 million bounty for anyone capable of killing high-ranking officials, such as FBI Director Christopher Wray, Attorney General Merrick Garland, and former Attorney General Bill Barr. Authorities responded to the incident after being called to the Mon residence at just after 7 p.m. on Monday. They discovered a headless body in the bathroom. Justin Mon was subsequently arrested around 9 p.m. on Tuesday, approximately two hours away from his home in Fort Indiana Gap, Pennsylvania. Records show that Mon previously sued the Department of Education multiple times for allowing him to take out student loans without being guaranteed gainful employment. He attributed his inability to secure a full-time job to secure a full-time job to employers perception of him as an overeducated white male, which led to affirmative action against him while providing no benefits. His lawsuits were unsuccessful. Mon also wrote and sold multiple books dating back to 2016 with titles including Americans Coming Bloody Revolution the Kingdom of Darkness, The Revolution Leader's Survival Guide, how, to, how Schools, Workplaces, and Social Norms Kill the Genius Inside of All of Us, and others. So this guy uh, was, quite, he was quite a busybody. He was quite a busybody. And he was 
up to his eyeballs in paranoid far-right talking points and content. Bullshit. And he was a creator of said content. I could find any person that's done a wrong thing and argued that you're responsible because he's up to his eyeballs in left-wing AIDS commie propaganda. Again, this is a bullshit tactic. Here's my main question to you guys. How many more like this are out there? Well, you, you should ask the FBI. They'll probably be able to tell you. How many more like this are out there? There was, I believe this is now either the second or third instance of a far-right extremist beheading somebody. Last time it was a proud boy beheading somebody. What? Get out of here. Bullshit. Bullshit. How many more are out there? That's a serious question. How many more are out there? I don't know the answer to that. How many more are out there who are borderline? So they have all these beliefs, and they're hanging on by a single shred to sanity. I don't know the answer to that. By the way, every single outlet should refer to this as terrorism, because that's what this is. Violence directed against civilians for a political or religious reason, in this case, political. I have no doubt that he got here from years and years of brainwashing and also some sort of deeply seated, untreated mental illness. I'm sure it's a mix of those things. But we live in a country with a lot of mental illness and a lot of political extremism. And yeah, we and you're part of the problem. No, the Because you're a propagandist. Nature of the far right. Bullshit. The total bullshit. Take offense to Trump. And I don't know, man. It feels like... Um, feels like this is not going to be the end, right? And I've told you guys... Well, this. of course it's not going to be the end. There's an unrelenting stream of gay ops afoot. Four, but... We saw what happened on January 6th. There's all that these- was nothing. That was the mostly peaceful protest. These cases over that. You fuckers burnt half the cities down in 2020. Go fuck yourself. They're trying to take down Trump over that, right? But he's running for president again. He's leading on the Republican side. He's almost certainly going to be the nominee, and he's leading Biden in the general election. Yeah, fuck if you. If he wins, we get another four years of Trump. That's exactly. right, you bitch. If he loses, he's just going to say he won, and we're going to be right back to square one, mm. like with January 6th. Lord only knows what he's going to try this time, right? And if you have... All it takes is one of these people, right? All it takes is one to cause chaos and mayhem and have dead bodies. And in this instance, he... So I guess he's arguing that we should all be killed just to be safe. ...headed his own father. I'm going to reiterate. How many more people are there out there like this? Ask the FBI. How the hell do we get back from the brink? I I genuinely don't have an answer to that. Well, stop fucking with people. Stop lying. uh, Stop blaming people for uh, what crazy people do. But you'll never do that because that's your job. Your job is to make this worse. Your job is to help destabilize society. Your job is to manufacture consent to have Trump supporters arrested or worse. I genuinely don't have an answer. I mean, I try my damnedest to sort of de-radicalize. You don't do that at all. You you make things worse because you're a liar. And provide sound argument. You for don't people. ever provide sound argument. Well, to sort of wake up and get out of the extremism. But, you know, you can only be so successful with that. How the hell do we get out of this? I don't know. Look, I... I maybe this is wrong. You know, you guys correct me if I'm wrong. But I don't really remember any sort of pro-Bob Dole extremists beheading somebody. 
Well, again, know. it's a manufactured uh, media narrative. This is a completely manufactured media narrative. And uh, uh, the country, I, as far as I'm aware, I'm, well, I'm sure probably in the 40s and 50s, there was probably something similar with like Father Coughlin or whenever that was. But... Um, but this is more of a uh, campaign that you usually see in third world countries where the political opposition is jailed, demonized, and in those instances, sometimes eventually killed. Doesn't mean that's going to happen in this country. But I, if they could get away with it, they would do it. I just don't think they could get away with that part of the plan. No. Pro-George H.W. Bush extremists beheading somebody. Shit, even pro-George W. Bush extreme is beheading, some, uh, beheading somebody, and that's, George W. Bush was incredibly extreme. Started illegal wars, torture, etc. We're really at the point now where it's a level above and beyond when it comes to the Trump supporters. It really well, is. God, again, you're just making up the fact this guy was not a Trump supporter. You're just totally making that up because you're a piece of shit. And you're trying to demonize all Trump supporters. And it is something to uh, really ponder because I don't have the answers. But I know that we're about to see a lot more of the problem. And um, we all know for sure. If the That's a tactic. That's a tactic. We all know for sure. Bullshit. Were reversed. And it was some extremist Biden support. Yeah, you would defend him. You would defend him. Uh, and you would say Joe Biden had nothing to do with it. And it's not political at all. Who beheaded their father. This would be the biggest story. You would still blame Trump. You'd call him a MAGA guy. But it's almost like you half expect it. With the Trump people. Yeah, you half expect... Listen to this vile faggot. You half expect Trump supporters to cut people's heads off. This is... They, I always draw the parallel. It's Cantano Habimana from Ronda Radio. It's just different. It's not as visceral. It's not as extreme. But it's the same thing. To manufacture consent against a group of people. To have bad things happen to them. That is what Kyle is doing here. And what the hell does that say? It's, it's a real wake-up call. We're on the brink of political violence, if not already there in this country. We have the border standoff where it's like Border Patrol versus Texas National Guard, and Texas is putting their middle finger up to the Supreme Court decision, and we got all these points of conflict, never mind Israel and Gaza and all the foreign policy mayhem. It's like everything is coming apart at the seams. And um, I don't know, man. I expect more stuff like this. Maybe not this gruesome and this extreme, but... Political violence feels like it's already here, and I hope it doesn't get worse, and I hope we can go back from the brink, but based on what we've seen so far, it really doesn't look like it. Call it what it is. Terrorism. This is MAGA terrorism. Again, no. again, totally made up. Uh, this is not a Trump supporter, and uh, th again, this is like, he's like a Rwanda radio guy, but he's way more feminine. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. All right, guys. I don't know. Did they like faggots in Rwanda? They probably would have fucked them up. Anyway. Um, now, this is fantastic. Ron DeSantis coming out and saying, not only expel Imam Omar from Congress, but deport her. Now you're talking, Ron. Now you're fucking talking here. So Ilhan Omar has gotten the ire of the right in recent days. I mean, when does she not get the ire of the right? But it, it is, uh, it's really ramped up because of this video that came out where she's talking at some Somalia conference. And um, she said some things that are basically leading the right to come to the conclusion that she hates America, she doesn't represent America, she's like a Manchurian candidate, and like Somalia is taking over the country. So I know it sounds goofy, I know it sounds absurd, I know it sounds over the top. Let me play for you 
um, her comments here, and she's talking in a different language, so I'm going to go ahead and just read it for you as we go here. But um, I'm going to give you Ron DeSantis' reaction, and, you know, we'll talk about just how over-the-top these people are. So she says, We as Somalians, we love each other. There are areas of friction, and that led us to kill each other. But in reality, we are an organized society. Brothers and sisters, people of the same blood, people who know they are Somalians first, Muslims second, who protect one another, come to each other's aid and to the aid of other Muslims too. A couple of days ago, we heard some people who call themselves Somalis, or claim to be Somalis, have signed an MOU with Ethiopia on access to the sea. I do not even know what an MOU is in, in Somalia, an agreement. She's struggling to say that because her she, she's sort of rusty with her speaking in this language. Oh yeah, an agreement. I am sorry, my grasp of the Somali language is atrocious. What a shame. Again, an uncomfortable laughter. Many Somalians have personally called me to encourage me to speak to the U.S. government to thwart the MOU and help Somalia. They wanted to know what the U.S. government could do for Somalia to ensure the MOU never turns into a full bilateral agreement. My answer to Somalians was that the U.S. government will only do what Somalians in the U.S. tell them to do. They will do what we want and nothing else. They will, must follow our orders, and that is how we will safeguard the interests of Somalia. Okay, so I'll stop there. It all goes on in the same vein as that. Basically, what she's saying is um, there's some agreement that was made between the government of Somalia and the government of Ethiopia. I think it's to give Ethiopia access to a part of the sea, and uh, people who are nationalists in Somalia don't like this. Uh, they don't want to give Ethiopia access to the sea. So she's taking like a very nationalist Somalia, pro-Somalia position here. And you saw she goes on to say like, we're Somalians first, we're Muslims second. And people are pointing out, well, hold on now, you're a U.S. congressperson, you know, how dare you? Why is it not America first and Americans first? And, you know, our brothers and sisters of all different faiths in America, like why... You know, how could you say this as a U.S. congressperson? And then Ron DeSantis chimes in and says, Expel from Congress, denaturalize, and deport. Expel from Congress, denationalize, and deport. Or denaturalize, I should say, and deport. I'm not even sure de denationalize is the thing. Denaturalize and deport. So what's going on here? What's going on is very simple. We have... Sounds like people are just having enough. They've just had enough. For a very, very... There was this guy, I think his name was Mike Collins in Georgia. He made a Pinochet reference today. Helicopters. And he got locked out of Twitter for it. And uh, I think people, you know, people... They, I think people have had enough. A long time in this country. We've had... Irish Americans... Uh, feel a particular... Kinship and brotherhood with other Irish Americans... When it comes to religions, Catholics do it with Catholics. Protestants do it with Protestants. When it comes to... I mean, look, uh, part of my family uh, comes from Italy. The Italian-American no, community no. does a similar <clears throat> thing. They're Italian-American clubs, and they talk about how, you know... A we're disgraceful Italian has to be from Florence, Italy. He's got to be from Florence, Italy. It's got to be where his, his Italian side is from proud to be Italian, even though at this point everybody in the freaking room is American when they say these things. This is a thing that has happened forever. That people feel a specific kind of kinship with uh, close family members and people who are from roughly the same place 
as, as they were when you go back and look at the ancestry. And in this case, the reason why they're so pissed off, let's keep it real, is because she's black and because she's Muslim. She's an AIDS commie. She should be deported based on that criteria. And she said those words, again, context matters. She said it to a room full of Somali Americans. So, look, if you want to make some sort of highfalutin argument about, yes, every American politician should first and foremost put the concerns of all Americans on the table, I actually agree with that. But the reason why I can't take the criticism of Ilhan seriously here is because this is your concern about foreign interference in the American government is Somalia gaining a, a, a foothold in the government and getting whatever they want. Hey, Ron DeSantis, I got news for you. Representative Brian Mast, Mast, a Republican congressman, was literally wearing the uniform of the IDF. Yeah, that's no good either. That's no good either. Ron DeSantis has big weakness on Israel. Foreign military in Congress and bragging about his loyalty and his allegiance to Israel. And nobody said a single goddamn word well, about it. No, some people said things. Some people said things. You're not putting America first. How dare you? How dare you prioritize Israel over the United States of America? How could you? The only people who were making that point were lefties. So if we you're concerned no about foreign interests, sort of stealth getting into the U.S. government and in a Manchurian candidate-type way getting whatever they want, probably dead last on that list would be Somalia's interest to me. At the very top of the list, Israel and Saudi Arabia. I can't even tell you how many elected officials in the U.S. swear loyalty and fealty to Israel and go exactly where that APAC money tells them to go. You have 70 to 80% of the country wants a ceasefire, but like 15 or 20% of politicians in D.C. want a ceasefire. Gee, I wonder why that is. Could it be because of the big money that's spent in politics, the lobbyists? Could it be because of that? Could it be because of the campaign contributions? Could it be because of the open corruption and bribery? So look, l let me be clear. I would have no problem with people going after Ilhan Omar about this if they were consistent and bullshit you'd defend her no matter what and then you would say you're just criticizing her because she's black now uh, here is bald fuckface Trump cult members tell ABC no amount of evidence will, con will convince them oh ABC News had the opportunity to talk to multiple different Trump supporters in a segment that aired this past Sunday and what these Trump supporters basically told us, told these reporters for ABC actually, is that there is nothing, there is no amount of evidence, there is no talking point you could give them to convince them that President Biden legitimately won the 2020 election. There is no way- Well, yeah, that that's obvious. I mean, that's completely obvious. They say that they will ever believe that that yeah. man received 81 million no votes. Let me read you a couple of quotes from these members of the Trump cult, because we're not going to call these people voters. They're literally telling us we are going to continue to deny reality, no matter how much evidence shows us otherwise. What, ev uh, what are you talking about? You've never, you've never gone through any of the election fraud evidence. You just hand waved it. Going to deny it because we love this man so much. So yeah. So you're not a, a person if you don't think Biden won the election, according to bald fuckface. Cult. Here's what one of them said. He was asked point blank, 
Do you think the election of 2020 was stolen? Response. I don't know that it, I, I don't think that it was. Yes, I do. I, I think it was stolen. I, I, I don't believe that that many people voted for Joe Biden. I, 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 and I will never believe that. I, I, I don't believe that no matter how many lawsuits or court cases, when, when something is, is proven, I, I think you have to investigate the other side of it. What? I mean, aside from the panicked stutter that you had there, what is that? So what they're doing now is in these segments, they're taking individual Trump supporters who are disobedient, putting their names out there in kind of like a public shaming. That last sentence mean, I think when something is proven, I think you have to investigate the other side of it. What? No, that's, that's actually literally the opposite of what you do when something is proven. You don't just obey, just obey, bigot. Don't need to investigate anymore. Yeah, you like you don't stop doing your own research. Need to investigate the other side because your own statement says like it was already proven. Just obey. Like the proven thing is that President Biden won the election. You're Biden like, twenty twenty four. Obey or else. Yeah, it was, that was proven. It sure was. But we need to investigate the other. Obey or else the FBI might raid you. The FBI might imprison you, they might kill you, or some Zerg might pay you a visit, break into your house. There's a whole long laundry list of things that may happen to you if you're disobedient. The side of it. You, you absolutely actually do not. That's what proving something means. It means it's done, it's settled, it has been proven. But again, we're dealing with people that are not living in reality. And that's why, by the way, it is so hard to have these conversations with these kinds of people. It's not hard at all. Uh, why do you get so upset that people disagree with you? It's because you're a, a mental patient. Because they're telling you, I don't care how much evidence you put in front of me. I don't care. But you haven't put any evidence in front of them. Or what facts and figures and statistics you show me. I am going to go with my gut. There's plenty of people out there and there's plenty of Biden supporters out there. But that's not what this is about. This is, again, about demonizing Trump supporters, manufacturing consent among as many people as possible to go along with Trump supporters getting either jailed or worse. You know, Ben Shapiro loves to say facts don't care about your feelings. Well, guess what? Their feelings don't care about our facts. Your facts are bullshit. Your facts are total propaganda and they can believe whatever they want anyway. So even if you were right, they're still allowed to disagree with you. Ben, how do you, how do you reconcile that when you're dealing with crazy people? Again, they're not crazy at all. Here's what another one said. They were asked, uh, I take it you believe the election was stolen? And this person responded, Yes, I do. You know, people will say, well, there isn't, there, there isn't enough to overturn this particular election that really you put it all together. I think there might be, why aren't we looking at it? Why aren't we looking at it? Because there's nothing there. <laughs> That's incredible guys. There's nothing there. Don't even worry about it. Not just like the vaccine death, nothing there. Don't even worry about it. That's like, there's saying definitely not thousands of affidavits. There, there, there were no hearings there. There's no uh, forensics reports, especially from place like places like Antrim County. Don't look into that. And we'll Don't look up Antrim County vote flipping. That's not a real thing. Aren't we looking at Bigfoot? 
Mm. Right, so that's the tactic that you take something that's real and you put it in the same sentence as Bigfoot or aliens. Usually they do that with, like, uh, child trafficking. They do cover for child traffickers, people like Chank Uger, and they bring up trafficking with Bigfoot. Bigfoot's not here! Like, what what do you want us to do? You want us to look at... I want at you to go on a helicopter ride after a fair trial. That's what I'd like to see. Something that's that's not there. I mean, I, I think I'd like to see that. I don't know. I won't know for sure whether or not I have the stomach for it until the first two fly out, and then, then I'll see where I'm at. But I, I think I'm I think I'm all right with it. Sure. Okay. Again, you got to have a fair trial. got to be fair. got to be humane, political, legal, and whatever else. Hey, well, why aren't we looking at it? Because that election was over three years ago. We had multiple lawsuits. We had investigation. Trump hired. Uh, total lie. That's a total lie. Hired his own people, spent millions of dollars, and they all came back to him and said, I can't find That's what you lie. think is real. Total lie. And for the record, most of the fraud, the individual voters committing fraud that we have found, have been Trump supporters. Again, just totally made up. The few areas where we found that, yes, some votes were undercounted. Every one of those, which I believe there's been three instances in different jurisdictions across the country, all three of them votes were undercounted, but they were undercounted for Biden. Bullshit. So he actually won by more. Totally made up. Like, what more do you freaks need? Yeah, guys, what more do you need than nonstop lies? Why won't you accept this testicle-looking man's non-stop lies while calling you a freak? Oh, man. And I get it. I know that there are people out there who do this just like I do. They speak more respectfully of these folks. Some of them Don't can speak e- respectfully. Do your worst, because uh, I hope people don't get a weak stomach if things go the other way. And carry on conversations. Make your bed. It's bed-making season. Make your fucking bed. Conversations with them and try to make them see the light. God bless those people who do that. I don't have the patience for it. Good, because you're an angry little man. That's good, that's good. I I don't have the temperament for that. No, no you don't. And I don't think that it is- You're a weak man, you don't have control of your emotions. Worth- Feminine. ...while to have these conversations with these people unless you're a trained mental health professional. Right, you can only talk to Trump supporters if you're a- uh, trained professional now. So apparently, if you have Trump supporters in your family, you have to shun them now. Because that is what they need. And I'm not saying that as an insult. They need to be deprogrammed. You need a helicopter ride. Again, after a fair trial. Okay, I don't have the tools for that. But I can be pissed off about it. I can mock these people because they're refusing to live in the same reality that they're you... They're refusing to obey. Oh, when I live. You must obey us. That's not a political movement. Folks, that's a cult. Bullshit. Hi, everyone. If, uh, you're more in a cult than they are. This is great. Skeletor will not rule out suing Trump a third time. Great. Get the number to a trillion. It's fantastic. E. Jean Carroll has been going in the media these last few days after, of course, getting that massive verdict, that judgment against Donald Trump for 83 million this past Friday. Um, And she's been having a bit of a victory lap, which she is 100% entitled to. After all, she beat Donald Trump in court, not once, but twice. So the big question, of course, is, is she going to go for the hat trick 
and beat him a third time in court. And according to Carol in a recent interview with MSNBC's Rachel Maddow, that's not out of the question. Excellent. There could be a third defamation lawsuit from E. Jean Carroll against Donald Trump, but she makes it clear one, she's definitely not afraid to do it again. She's beat him twice. She has no doubt she'd beat him again. I have no doubt either. Yeah, the whole thing is rigged. Of course you're going to win in the rigged game. She says, if he says anything else. Well, that's impossible. Of course he's going to say more. Now that's what I take issue with. See, Donald Trump all throughout the trial made outrageous, you know, defamatory claims about- No, he didn't. That's made up. E. Jean Carroll that were not included in the lawsuit. Now, some of them were brought up in court, but they were new claims that easily could result in lawsuits being filed. But Carroll says she's not going to take action on those. She's only going to see if he does anything else. And to his credit, I guess, if you want to give him that, Trump has not said a word about Carroll herself since that verdict was handed down. I think he understands at this point, if he does it again, you know, first time was 5 million, second time was 83 million. Next time could gorillion. be in the hundreds of millions hundreds of dollars. Of so, so far Trump's trying to keep his nose clean and all this and not talk about E. Jean Carroll. But as I said, I don't think she needs to wait for him to say something else starting now, because there was one claim that Donald Trump made during the trial that is 100% the kind of thing that you get sued for every time. He accused E. Jean Carroll of illegal activities. He said on you truth- You accuse Trump all the time of illegal activities. Social. You've, frankly, you've accused a ton of people of illegal activities. That she obtained a gun and ammunition illegally. You cannot, 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 cannot accuse somebody of engaging in illegal behavior. You do that all the time. Been convicted. I've said this before. I talked about it when it happened, but this is why whenever I talk about these things, even with Donald Trump, I have to say allegedly, because if I say Donald Trump is a criminal, that's a defamatory statement. Oh, because you know that what? Is not I true. think he has uh, not been convicted. Hold on a second. This was uploaded 14 hours ago. I'm telling you, I covered this video. Is he uploading the same videos over and over? I don't know. I remember that line. That I, I, maybe he said it again. Here's more demonization of Trump supporters. Um, what does it say? So a new study st- reveals, oh, it's going to have a study a was study. published uh, within the last study week. reveals Trump t- supporters will lie about anything. One of the biggest liars on YouTube is going to talk about a study claiming that other people are lying. Title of it. Let me just start by telling you the title of the study. The title of the study is lying for Trump, elite cue taking and expressive responding on vote method. Lying for Trump. What does that mean? Well, once you get into the study, it's pretty clear what the authors mean with the title of lying for Trump, because it turns out based on the results of this new study, Trump supporters, not Republicans in general, but Trump supporters will pretty much literally lie about anything, even if it's inconsequential. Sounds like you. Now, to be fair, the authors didn't say 
that these people will lie about anything. And they said, you know, it's, it's difficult to draw that kind of a conclusion from this limited study, but I'm going to go ahead and interpret it the way I would like to interpret it. And that is based on what I'm reading here. Trump supporters will in fact lie about anything. Let me read you this. The researchers discovered that Trump supporters who were more politically aware were likelier to falsely claim that they had not used mail-in voting in the past. This misreporting was attributed to what is known as quote, expressive responding, a phenomenon where individuals respond to surveys in a way that aligns with their political beliefs or the cues from political elites rather than their actual behavior. So these people responded to the questions that were being asked of them, not based on how they actually do things, but how they think a guy like Donald Trump would want them to respond. Even when Trump wasn't going to ever know that these people said these things. So even though they know Trump's not going to know he wasn't there, he wasn't a part of the study. They still lied to make their past actions align with what Trump has told them. And it continues. They wrote, quote, we find that president's rhetoric against the fraudulent process of voting by mail may have led to further erosion of trust in mail-in voting as his supporters, who we know usually vote by mail, were less likely to be forthright about this standard method of voting. In short, they were lying for Trump. This tendency was particularly pronounced among Trump supporters who were highly attentive to political news. They misrepresented their usage of mail-in voting by about 12 percentage points compared to those with less exposure to political news. So these Trump supporters that are more plugged into conservative news, they know Trump hates mail-in voting, but they know they voted by mail in past elections because the researchers are able to access that data. And the more news you watch, the more, you know, Trump hates it, the more likely you're to be like, no, 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 I, I, I don't vote by mail. I hate voting by mail. Oh, screw the mail. And the researchers, they didn't call these people out. They were like, mm-hmm, okay, sure. I mean, but okay, sure. You never vote by mail, right? Oh, I never vote by mail. These people said Trump hates it. I hate it. We all hate it. And then as the researchers point out, these people are actually already planning on voting by mail in this year's elections. And they've voted by mail in the past, but they lied because they thought Trump wanted them to lie. Yeah. I'm sure. That so again, it's difficult and scientifically, yeah, you don't want to extrapolate this data and apply it to all situations because that's not scientific. Oh yes. Tell us about what is scientific bald fuckface. But psychologically speaking, science lesson with bald fuckface. It would make sense that these people, if they're willing to lie about this one thing mm. that they know Trump will never even find out, then they're willing to lie about other things that Trump will also not find out. I mean, that's kind of <laughs> where we're going with this. So yeah, more studies need to be done, but as it stands right now, it seems pretty obvious that Trump supporters are willing to lie about anything just to make Donald Trump happy. Even when they know that he'll never know, they will still lie about their own past. If they think eventually it could make Trump happy. See, we're not dealing with serious people. Oh yes. We're They're not, not even humans. Apparently. 
not dealing with a difference of political ideology. No, or- of course not. We're dealing with evil people that have to be killed. That is ultimately, or or maybe if I'm being hyperbolic, something needs to be done to us. Is his argument? Uh, we're we're exceptionally evil. We're exceptionally disobedient. So something has to be done. Or policy differences, or anything like that. We're dealing with a cult, and these people should be treated as such. Yeah. Hi, everyone. So there you go. And this rhetoric, as uh, Biden continues to do poorly in the polls and with his approval, this rhetoric is going to get uh, worse and worse. And uh, it's crazy to be living in a country where you uh, are part of a group that's that's being targeted with, you know, I don't know how you want to describe this. Genocidal propaganda, probably strong, probably not 100% accurate. But definitely uh, propaganda to manufacture consent for horrible shit to happen uh, to the group. Something that, it's just wild, completely wild. Never thought I'd see that, but here we are. Crazy. Cobra says, I've been looking in the history of Christianity, from what I understand, for nearly 2,000 years, the church believed that the new covenant gave Christians the designation of the chosen people. Then in the 19th century, some wealthy fucks rewrote the Bible. Interesting. Um, I'm not too familiar with the church. Uh, I, I do remember it was many years ago. It was so long ago, I don't even think I can give a coherent breakdown. I, don't, I think I'd have to do a refresher. But I remember this, the, the uh, transmission of the New Testament I was always fascinated with. Because uh, a lot of the orig- a lot of the scrolls uh, are gone, and they have a uh, they have them, but like you know, there was like persecution and shit, and Christians were on the run, so they would like hide scrolls, and it was like not the easiest thing to piece it all together. It was like one big puzzle that they had to piece together. It's very fascinating. I remember, like uh, James White would talk about it a lot. He was like a pastor. I was always fascinated by that. Um, I don't, uh, 19th century. Yeah, I don't know. Well, late 19th century was JWs, right? Am I, I think the JWs were around, uh, they started in like 18, I don't know, 90 or something, or maybe 1898 or something like that. Uh, but anyway, that's always fascinated me. Um, let's see. Keekler says, did you pull out the magnificent Turkish snapshot of the upcoming anonymous book from an accomplished author yet? It's been a week now. Did you say you would look at it and bring it up soon? If you forgot, consider it a friendly reminder. Keekler picks. Yeah, I have to, I have to catch up on the email. Still working through it. Upstairs, General Kang says, I's got to the tragic news. The soft general Lexer who was found dead in the lake. Oh, that's a shame. That's a hell of a thing right there. With a huge electric horse dildo, the dildo was still vibrating and caused the corpse of Softy to go upstream like the motorboat propeller. That's a, that's a fitting way for him to go out. Um, they don't know why he was dead. They think suicide. Well, you know, it's... Uh, he fucked himself to death. That makes sense. That's I mean, I don't know if this is confirmed. Uh, you know, I imagine I'll be notified at some point. But uh, if you told me that the soft gentleman fucked himself to death and that's how he's going to go out, 
you know, that's, that sounds about right, you know. <clears throat> or he was fucked to death by another homosexual. That also sounds about right. So, you know, it's kind of weird. A person pretending to be Fragging Bastard says, let's see the Keekler memes. And then totally organically, a person pretending to be Aidsorific Aidsenstein says, uh, yeah, let's see the Keekler memes. And then a person pretending to be Randolph Hippler says, more than 20 total has gone in the effort for us to see the Keekler memes on stream. Be a good guy and let us see them. Nice try. Um, Cobra, oh, actually, no, a person pretending to be Cobra says, Softy was a nice guy. He was distraught after being banned from YouTube. He was swimming in the lake with a giant horse dildo. I bit his dick, but when I did, he did not want me to stop. He kept me on his dick until he passed away. Show the Keekler pics. Nice try. None of those people were real. They're all Keekler. But anyway, Keekler's very motivated. Sean A. Fong says, uh, there were a few three posts about Justin Moan's blog on 4chan even claimed they reported him to the FBI. Yeah, the FBI definitely knew about him. Uh, pressing X, glowy as fuck, someone would be making threads about someone with 40 followers. Yeah, so it seems like what they do is uh, they, they get a hold of information through tips of people who are likely to do something horrible. And if they think that they can get a, a fuck Trump narrative or a fuck conservatives or a fuck white people narrative out of it, they'll let the person commit the atrocity. Then they will, they will use the narrative. The other thing they do, as I said before, is if they don't have that, they will just manufacture a fake terror plot. The Whitman, Whitmer kidnap, kidnapping is a prime example of this. Um, but it, it's crazy. The FBI will let people get hurt for their narrative. They, they're happy to do that. It's, uh, the Buffalo shooting, it, it's unbelievable how evil they are. That's why, yeah, there's no, there's no uh, coming back from it. it. The FBI, all of it has to be dismantled. The problem is I think they kill everyone before letting someone dismantle them. I think it's just not, I don't know how practical that is. And even if you dismantled the FBI, I, I think the CIA, I, I don't know. Could you dismantle the CIA? The CIA seems pretty fucking powerful. I don't know. It, it seems like if you don't do what they say, they just kill you. You know, if you're like a president. So who knows? I don't know. But uh, yeah, it's completely fucking insane. Um, well, Lulu says, I can't believe all this fake news about Softy. He's alive and well in Australia, exposing a split penis at Burger King. Oh, that actually might have been about the soft gentleman. He's just laying low, letting the super viagra wear off yeah you know if you think about it i think there is a good chance that uh that uh hard on guy oh wait no 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 hold on a second hold on a second that man was uh he was having sex with women zero chance that's the soft gentleman right he was having an orgy with women yeah that's no no way that's him um oat says hey man post a link to the show you were on earlier yeah it's broken crown I don't know if anyone in the uh, different chats have it. I, I should be able to find it on here. One second. Broken crown. Um, are they still live? Wow, they're still live. All right, very good. Uh, oh, so I don't even think it's archived. But uh, actually, am I, I don't even think I'm logged in on this screen. Hold on a second, let me go back. I am logged in here. Okay, good. Never mind. Let me grab this. 
So, oh, you can probably rewind um, one second. uh, Copy link address, yeah. Okay, here you go. Yeah, I was on this show earlier. Man, they go hard. I think they started at like two. So good on them. They're going hard. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, here is that. Did that not show up in the chat? Hold on, let me refresh. Yeah, it did. Okay, I just had to refresh. Okay, so yeah, there you go. And uh, here it is on Rumble. Where is Rumble? I think I'm locked in the Rumble. Something playing in the speaker? Hold on. No, okay. Here's the Rumble one. Okay. Very good. All right, let me go back. Frank Carr says, historically, cutting off your dick is a cult activity. They are the ones who think cutting off your stick can make you a chick. They are the cult. Yeah, hundred. It's it, it's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous, and uh, it's it's complete projection. They they clearly uh, use the the cult tactics. Uh, Trump supporters. Uh, for the most part, I've not seen that. Uh, people have booed Trump on stage. Th- that's that's like that's one of the key that's one of the key things. Like you don't cults are not you can't boo the leader in a cult. The consequences that would be delivered to you, like if if suddenly some Jehovah's Witnesses started booing an elder or like a or like a circuit overseer it would be oh it would be a huge scandal there'd be massive discipline there'd probably be talks about it they'd pull all the scriptures out about like sowing divisions in the congregation and if it kept up they would disfellowship you you're not allowed to boo the leader but they booed trump when he was talking about the vaccine and if trump got up there and started talking bullshit about something they would boo him so yeah the whole thing is is crazy it's projection though all right, so that's the end of the stream. Next stream is uh, Saturday, 6, right? Today's Thursday. Yeah, Saturday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Thank you for all the people that sent Super Chats, Stream Labs, and uh, Breaking News. I appreciate your support. Thank you for the people that have signed up so far to rebuild the bathhouse using Subscribestar or the Rumble Red Subscribe button uh, as I, as they come in. Um, especially off stream, I, I just update it periodically, so it's not a real time uh, indicator. But uh, we're almost halfway there, so I, again appreciate the support. Uh, you can get an archive on Rumble, Rumble.com/user/HardNewsNetwork, or on Podbean, HardNewsNetwork.Podbean.com, uh, or on Twitter uh, at uh, LiveHNN. Uh, Saturday there will be the whiteboard video. Uh, at some point during the video segment, and then I'll upload it on Sunday. And then Monday is the new show. Um, again, everything with the stream is remaining the same. So Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, 6.30 Eastern, same show, sh- same format. The new show is a different format, same subject matter, but a different format. And it's about an hour or so. And uh, and so we'll see if people uh, like that uh, Uh, new thing. Okay. Very good. Uh, Wherever you're watching on the stream or on the archive, I appreciate it. I'll see you guys Saturday. I am the hard bastard. Thank you for watching.